Hey gang, Hydroberg here, the Cut Above Horror Review. It's the final week of our Women in Horror Month coverage, and tonight we are honored to finally have back Logan of the Ghoulish University podcast to help us discuss the triggered-filled second film from Jennifer Kent, The Nightingale, from 2018. Episode 139 of A Cut Above starts now. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we'll be finishing our third annual Women in Horror Month by discussing Jennifer Kent's The Nightingale from 2018. Um, but first, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, it's Hydraberg. How are you, Hydraberg? I'm okay, guys. How are you? Everybody Hanging okay? in there. Everybody's we're... all right. I don't know. I don't know if we're all right, man. Checking in on everybody. I don't know. I feel like we need um, a group hug after watching this movie. So, <laughs> you all right, Hydraberg? Yeah, yeah, no group hug. Group exactly. hug. Group hug. Because okay. of the feels in the movie. The, <laughs> there's there's some feels. That's yeah. true. Okay. All right. Okay. Next up, we got John. How's it going, John? Hi. <laughs> I'm fine. Hi. I'm fine. <laughs> um, you know, I had a really good week. Um, just, you know, I'm going to watch this and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I need therapy. Um, Brought you down a little uh, bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Let's get to our guest. <laughs> okay. And a wonderful warm welcome back to our dear friend, Logan, from Ghoulish University. But before that, friend from the Slack. What's going on, Logan? Hey, howdy, hey. What's going hey, on? What's going on? <laughs> Glad to have you back. Sorry it's for this. Uh, <laughs> as I was saying, I'm just y'all's rape revenge expert at this point. No, I boy. guess so. Yeah. That's, that can be your specialization. Not, not intentionally, but the last time you were on was for Women in Horror Month, which was the movie I Revenge. Yeah, I did ask for is a revenge. I actually like, and I held on to this. Can I can I say something real quick? Is that um, and Logan, you can plug the shit out of your show, but your Demon Knight episode was so much fun to me. Oh, I fucking loved it. It was it was so much fun, and and it's a movie I really enjoyed, and I watched it back in the day. But again. Sorry, Jacqueline. I didn't mean to no, no, sidetrack everything, but goddamn, that was so much fun to listen to. And you had uh, you had uh, Wax and the Porpoise on too. So yeah, cool. a bunch of people, right, on that one yeah. from. Um. Yes. Respect? Well, I I almost overdid it, and um, it kind of worked out. Unfortunately, sadly, we were supposed to have Nicole from Light and Shadow, y'all's what fourth member, honorary fourth member. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and both members of wax and the porpoise were on so g baby and steve are with us and then um naderade who has kind of been my right hand man like most of the time we've taken a couple hiatuses ourselves but um our, uh, our our friend nate too as you guys know him we know him on the podcast as spawn he made his triumphant return for for the demon night episode and not permanent not all the way but he said he's going to try to come back for a few episodes here and there so but I, I do greatly appreciate okay. that. That's actually, I've never been more proud of an episode than of that one that I made. So um, you should be, I, it, it was fantastic. I mean, the, the conversation was, was so wonderful. You know, it's a palate cleanser for me, especially now, but I enjoyed it mm-hmm. when I listened to it before I watched this fucking movie. <laughs> so Logan, do you want to take a second and just explain to people about your podcast and what it's all about? 
Yeah, so um, I am the headmistress over at Goulash University. <laughs> as Ooh, I, naughty. My, mm. my favorite, yeah, it's a sexy title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we, uh, so I, we covered episodes of Tales from the Crypt right now. We are, we just got to season four, um, which we would have made a lot more progress uh, by this time. But um, like I said, a couple of hiatuses have come up here and there. Um, podcasting is hard. <laughs> yeah, life's hard. Uh, so, and podcasting yeah. comes second most times, you know, it's tough. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're, once we're done with Tales from the Crypt, though, because there's only so many episodes, um, we're going to mm. eventually start covering shorts. So, like Masters of Horror. It's so um, much to cover. Know, I've floated the idea of doing some Twilight Zone episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that's, um so mm, and um, tales from the dark I mean, side tales from the dark side yeah that's one that we've, so we've seen a couple actors from tales from the crypt um and one of my passion projects that i really do want to get into as soon as we're done with tales from the crypt is i want to do sections of the movies abc's of horror yes oh wow Both of yeah them. i will have to watch all of, those yeah um which if you haven't watched those um and you're listening Don't. well <laughs> There are some very good ones in there. There are some yeah. very good ones in there. Maybe YouTube. I think ABCs of Horror Two is the better one. If I remember, I haven't correctly. seen that. Should I we watch watched, that? We watched both of them like simultaneously. So honestly, I, I think Two is technically the better one. But okay. you could probably go on YouTube and look up like best of ABCs of Horror. But there, there are some, there's some wacko shit in there. I will say. <laughs> I probably um, saw those. I probably saw that first movie like ten or eleven years ago, and that much like I haven't seen it since. But there are at least three or four segments that I can remember vividly, vividly, like as yep. if I just saw them yesterday, like because they are that memorable. Uh, <laughs> the one that really sticks out of my mind, without spoiling it, I think it was ta- Taiwanese, where it was like uh, prisoners had to sit in a chair and do some stuff, and and that was yeah, L, we, and I think that was. Timo segment. I was actually about to bring was that, that one Timo? up. Was that Timo? Team Timo. Team Timo. Um, I think um, I mixed it up. Yes, that is Team Timo. That's Timo's segment because I got it mixed up with um, a Masters of Horror segment that the director of Audition did. Um, that one's called Imprint, which is really yep. good, but I, I I switched those in my head and I embarrassed myself on the cast whenever we covered No, everybody makes Timo segment. Well, we covered VHS oh, yeah. too because we talked about Timo. I want to uh, say that that Tubi actually came out with something called um, ABC's of Death 2.5. And it was just like all these other ones that got submitted. Oh, it's like M's or something. It's like specifically. It's all M's. Yeah, that's For right. real? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. We started, Gabe and I started that. But Ooh. the ABC's of Death, I, I think I said ABC's of Horror. Sorry. I, it's ABC's of Death. I and make that, that same mistake all the time. It's really hard. And we don't have to get into We're already kind of like string off it's just it's really hard to watch so i think that whenever we cover it we're only going to do like a few letters at a time so i think anyone who wants to watch along that's a really great way to watch it is just because watching the whole thing at once is really really hard well like how are you going to talk about 26 shorts all at once that's like breaking them up would be better yeah yeah. that sounds like a great episode (laughs) i am i am here for that i am here for that i just love the idea of a show that where you're covering like you can cover all these anthology because I think yes. anthology shows are really cool. There's so many of them. I was going to yeah. say Friday the 13th, real. the show was mm-hmm. an anthology show. It has nothing to do with the movies. You said Friday the 13th? 
Yeah, there's a show from back in the day. Oh, and it's basically like dude. an old antiques uh, store that has like these oh. fucked up antiques. And there's a story behind each one of them. Hydroberg, real quick. Was that the one where it was the reverse fishing one? Is it was that part of the Friday the thirteenth thing? I don't know. Where even it was like, like the there was an apple mean? like Yeah, no, something like, like that. Like somebody uh, like the fish threw an apple out to the human and <laughs> No, I, I don't I don't remember. Uh, I, it's so long fun. ago. I bought it actually recently on DVD. I have to like go through it. Watch it. Let me know. DVD. I, I know. You bought a lowly DVD. That's all they make it on because it's an old TV show. But it's a. It was a nice box set. It was How on sale. Lower for your standards. Yeah. Like well, that's that. what we had, and I was just like, man, it's been so long since I've seen that show. Yeah. Um. I. I. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. I also. You brought up Cabinet of Curiosities because you were specifically DM'd me. You were like, you should do this once y'all run out of tales from the crypt episodes. And I wholeheartedly tales on that one. Yeah. Good idea. Um. But did y'all know that there's gonna be two Friday the 13th this year? Ooh. Really? Yeah, yeah. One of them's gonna be in September, which oh, is I our friend movies. I got excited. Yeah. I thought you gave and us a news story. No, no, no. December thirteenth will also be a Friday the thirteenth. So two nice. Friday the thirteenth. Right. This just calendar. Thank you. <laughs> that's a good little heads up. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's probably a good little segue into our news. John, do you have some news for us? Certainly. And we don't do a lot of these stories, but gamers unite because. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is coming to all game consoles on <laughs> June 4th of this year. And what I was reading about it is that you could actually play as the clowns. Or yeah, you it's play like as a co-op game. Yeah, it's like like Survivors. And Hydraberg, I know you're you're a gamer, right? Yeah, yeah I, I game a little bit. I It's, it's sort of like the uh, Friday 13th game or the Texas Chainsaw game. In a yeah. sense, if you played those, uh, where like one side's gonna be the clowns, probably trying to I don't know turn the the humans into cotton candy, cotton candy, yeah. and then um, the other side probably trying to like rally together to get the park door open or something, something like that. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Like, hey, we got to get this way, and this is the exit. There's probably a couple exit strategies. Sure. And then the clowns have to stop. It it looks zany and stupid. It like does. I mean, yeah, I. I thought the graphics actually looked very cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. It looks fun. Colorful. It definitely nails the aesthetic of the films a pretty a pretty good bit, it looks like. It's just like a circus, you know? Yeah. Why are Britney <laughs> Spears lyrics going through my head right now? Are they? Like oh, yeah, yeah. Logan knows what's up. <laughs> mm. I'm more of a toxic kind of guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> also a banger. Mm. Incredible. Also a banger. We should play that uh, song as the outro for all the toxic masculinity in this movie. Oh, 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 Jesus. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. All right. Moving on. um, I know that in our community, as far as the horror movie podcast, The Crow, the reboot is coming to theaters June 7th. Yeah. Who else in this again? Uh, Bill Skarsgård, right? Yep. And FKA Twigs. Really? So I just saw I Bill Scars. Bill Skarsgård just had a trailer come out for that other film he's got coming out. What was it? Boy Kills World or something? Yeah, something like that. Right? Uh, and yeah. it's like about uh, like brutal fighting and stuff. And he's in super ripped shape. I think yeah, it was the film he ripped, did after man. that. I think so. If he goes into that film with all that, um, that'd be cool. I don't know the crow. I'm. I don't know. I don't think they should redo the Eric Draven story, which is what they're supposedly doing. I think just but, tell another story of the crow giving somebody the power to get revenge. That's all. Well, it was a comic book or or like your graphic novel. Yeah, and there's multiple this, right? people that have been the crow. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Now, I'm excited for it because 
I love the soundtrack of the 1994 mm. movie. Mm-hmm. And this needs to have a banger soundtrack. Yeah, it does. I, I mean, even if the movie's like, okay, I need an awesome soundtrack. Because, I mean, it was just like I had Nine Inch Nails on it, had Pantera, you know, shit I grew Helmet. up with. I think there's a Tool song on the there. Fucking A, man. It was like, just give me an awesome soundtrack, a decent movie. I'm going to go watch it. John, you should offer your services, radio guy. What am I going to say? Hey, bring back a Pantera song. Yes. The Badge. Mm. Yes, was you could say that. The Pantera song. If you're the, if you're the yeah, musical yeah. director, you could say that. Just okay, just re-release the old soundtrack. Yeah, all right, guys. Same soundtrack. Oh, uh, everybody does like remakes of this. Yeah, of the soundtrack. Maybe Rob Zombie like, could do one. Oh, oh no. boom! I'm on well a roll done, lately. <laughs> yeah, that was a perfect Whoa. little slip slip in right there, though. <laughs> Music related. I'm so proud thank of you. you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that means a lot to me. He yeah. can do a Sia song or something. <laughs> 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 I would be into that. Yeah, so would I. So would I. I'm, I'm into the crow, and also I, I think there's a. I want to fly from the chandelier again. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was hilarious. There's a 4K collector's edition of the crow, like uh, oh coming god. out right before that. So it's good timing. I lost my headphones. Yes, Sorry. indeed. I can't oh, hear you did they fly off of your head with all that raucous <laughs> laughter? You're swinging from the chandelier, John. <laughs> I think he also came in like a wrecking ball. Oh my god! <laughs> like a wrecking ball. Fuck yeah! <laughs> John lost it. John's gone. No, I'm gone. I'm gone. That that that. <laughs> See, See we're getting this a fun episode. See, we're we're trying to steal <laughs> it. We're around. trying to build ourselves up here, getting ready. Wait, like, we're we gotta get fun. mentally ready. <laughs> Wait until we get into the movie. That was some mental imagery of John naked <laughs> on a wrecking ball with some Doc Martens on. <laughs> Nothing but. And a chandelier too. I don't know. Somehow they're both. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How about John coming in on a disco ball? It's yes. Like the size of a wreck- wrecking ball. That's more my age, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, last last uh, story here. Lionsgate is in the process of trying to find some writers for two potential remakes. One of those would be The Dead Zone. Oh. This, the second one would be maybe something that we have coming up in March, American Psycho. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> big no. I saw this. I saw this big no. I I vote for the Dead Zone. I think the Dead Zone was so much fun. I mean, a Stephen King property. I think. Yeah. I I think in the past or or, or here in like the most recent past is that if you reboot a Stephen King uh, property that it could be done well. And not to say that the Christopher Walken from like 83, 84, whatever it was done, um, couldn't be done well. However, um, American Psycho, no thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, American Psycho is perfect as is. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, there's there's no point. Like yep, why? It's one of those films that just feels like, un- like don't touch it, untouchable. It's yeah, just yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm talking just... to you, David Gordon Greenian. Fucking oh my exorcist. god! If it's David Gordon, I think just, well, that, he, just... that was going to be made whether he took that job or not. But um, I just yeah. can't believe they spent that much money on that property. Holy fuck! Speaking of the dead zone, I do have to give a quick shout out to our dear friend Nicole um, because she uh, mm-hmm. used to have an she Etsy store where she sold first editions of Stephen King books. Yeah, and she closed oh, her nice. Etsy store and offered her leftover books whiskey to. Too, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know what she did with the whiskey, but um, maybe she still got that store. But she offered those of us on the Slack kind of first dibs on the on the books. And so she sold me at a very, very generous price. Um, first editions of The Dead Zone and Eyes of the Dragon. So mm. I am the proud owner of those. They came in, I think, about a week ago, and I'm super excited mm -hmm. to own them. Wow. So thank you so much to Nicole. And Jacqueline, real quick. Um Okay, does the movie hold up to the book? I, I mean, obviously, you've got to cut oh, some zone? things out. Yeah. I have not read that book, actually, believe it or not. Oh, wow. That's why you bought it. I know. I've, the show, um, I thought it was... I never watched it. I watched a little bit. I guess I've seen it, but oh. I heard it was interesting as far as... Dude, you've never seen The story. Dead Zone? No, I've seen the movie, and I've, I'm talking about the show, though. There was the a show. show, too. No, you've seen it. Oh, uh, oh no! Oh, that's Logan? that's uh Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I no, think, I never watched that. I think I remember hearing about the show. Was that the one with? That's not the one with the vampires, was it? No, no, no. no. The Dead Zone's about he can like uh, what? He's a telepath or something like that. He can see yeah. or a, a seer. He can see vampires things. is Salem's Lot. Yeah. Oh, um, which there I was a sequel got... to that wasn't good. <laughs> I also got books from nicole i got the other eye of the dragon and i got on writing which i think was his memoir have you um, read that have you read it not yet before uh, logan it is one of my most frequently reread books and let me tell you something i don't reread books because there's too many uh, books out there and not enough time so i really i really almost never reread books but on writing is maybe the book i've reread the most in my whole life ever i need to pick it up asap it's wonderful even if you have no desire to like be a writer, it's just a wonderful, wonderful, inspiring book. Yeah, but I I do have desire to be a writer. So <laughs> then, then, <laughs> then stop recording the show and go read it now. <laughs> yeah, we can stop really. recording right now. You know, just, <laughs> well, let's you just know. let's just call it a night, you guys. All right, <laughs> good talk. <laughs> it was fun. I, fun times. I am I am very curious about the dead zone because i i remember enjoying that it's been a long time since i watched it but uh the movie the dead zone uh, christopher walken martin so sheen i mean it's got so many kind of like really frightening things in it so yeah um i'm excited to see a uh maybe a, a you know just a remake that's or a cronenberg reboot. film isn't it yes it, it is. is yeah it is I'm I'm not super like against a dead zone remake i am super against an american psycho remake same yeah me too yeah, same. I don't know. That was the two stories I had. Would you say that that's your dead zone? <laughs> when you get to American Psycho? Oh, yes. Who is oh, that? Oh, look at the cat. Oh, this is Milo. Of course it's Hi, Milo. Hi, Milo. Hi, Milo. Oh, he's a little pudge. He's a good boy. I want to cuddle that cat. He's a sweetie. I just disturbed him, but I wanted him to say hi. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, it made me happy. Well, yeah, me too. All right, Can we folks, bring so Milo back halfway through this? Yeah, do yeah. you gonna need like an emotional support cat? Mm. Yeah, I know um, for sure. We a berry in here at some point. <laughs> yeah, we, we we need the butt wiggles and all that. To, <laughs> so I I think we can't put it off anymore. I think we gotta go ahead and get into the Nightingale from 2018, directed by Jennifer Kent. This is her second feature film. I will say before we even start talking about this, um, I feel I must give several content warnings yeah, or several instances of sexual assault fairly graphic um depictions of violence towards children including an infant mm. um, racism racism like racism, racism yeah. misogyny, misogyny. Just, just a lot of murder mm -hmm. just colonialism 
<laughs> it just it, and you the know English. it it goes on and on it's all the way throughout the movie so just we're gonna be talking about it because that's you got to you can't talk about this movie without talking about those things so we're gonna talk about them so if that's uncomfortable I would maybe skip this one just a word of warning but if you're okay with it then or if you want to <laughs> listen to us talk about it to see if you want to watch the movie I know for me sometimes when there's a movie that has stuff in it that I know is going to bother me or that I think is going to bother me. I want someone to spoil it for me so that I can know how bad it is and then decide, like, can I handle that? And sometimes just hearing somebody else describe it without me actually having to, like, experience it makes it not so bad for me. Yeah. So if that's you, then listen to us talk about it and see how you feel. But if it's just if it's something you'd rather avoid, then maybe just skip this conversation and skip this movie. It does soften the blow when you hear somebody talking about it because you're not like, like you're not visually, it, it's not stuck in your brain. Like this fucking movie got stuck in mine. Yeah. There's a lot. I wish I could unsee and unhear in this movie. Yeah. yeah same. Same. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, with that being said, uh, Hyderberg, this was your pick this week. Tell us why you picked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I picked this because it's Women in Horror Month, and it's Jennifer Kent's second film. She wrote and directed this. Uh, she, she made The Babadook. Uh, the Babadook is amazing. Um, and this is a film that's always been on my radar, and I, I knew that there was a trigger warning attached to it. I've heard that it's got some uh, like a brutal beginning, and I wasn't quite sure all the aspects of it. I thought it was mainly just sexual uh, assault and stuff like that. So I did try oh, no, to get... it's so much more. Yeah, I it's didn't all know. that and uh, more. I mean, the racism and stuff doesn't surprise me. That stuff sits with is you know part of the setting, um, but the stuff all that the murder, the all random, the murder. yeah, the, just the the murder and the rape is uh is surprisingly alarming. And then you know the child violence is uh, there's one scene in particular that's really tough. So yeah, I, but I mean it's 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 her. She's a, she seems like a great filmmaker based on the first two films I've seen of hers. Um, and I just wanted to give her a spotlight and. I also wasn't sure, like, well, is this really a horror film? And then I'm like, well, it's a rape revenge film, basically. So, and as much as I don't want to be like the rape revenge guy, because I did pick revenge last year, and Logan it's was okay. On just that. picking two films over. I do think they're years does not make films. you the rape revenge guy. <laughs> and I do oh. think they're great discussions when you're speaking about sure. like women and uh, you know women's bodies and revenge and motivation and I don't know just all these different aspects that these films can bring. Plus, there's a shock value obviously attached. Um, I don't know. We'll get into it. But yeah, that's basically why I picked it. I just I, it was on my list and it was something I wanted to talk about at some point. I understand. Show. I just didn't know so, how like ba- like bad it was in the beginning like yeah. or throughout, but Well, I'm not mad at you, Hyderberg. Just disappointed. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like my dad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go put on the dunce cap. Go sit in the corner. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's still stuff to talk about in this film besides the you know, Yeah, the there there moments, absolutely but... is. There absolutely yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, there um is. All right, well, then let's decide, shall we, whether it fucks or sucks. Hyderberg, go right ahead, please. I don't know. Uh, this is the type of fuck that you want to experience at least once, maybe, but it's it's tough to recommend. It, it, it won't be a satisfying fuck. Because of that, it falls into a place of flaccidness. Okay. Logan, what do you say? Um, I think I kind of agree with Hydra. I, I, I don't want to venture to say that this movie fucks. It's kind of weird. Or, sorry, it sucks. I'm not going to, I don't want to say that this movie sucks. It is weird to say that it fucks though, <laughs> given, given the content. But that being said, um, I would lean more on that side, but a, a one and done <laughs> hit it and quit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. John. 
Uh, no, I'm actually going to pass the ladies first. Jacqueline, we've all been waiting to hear what you say. Does this movie fucker suck? Um, so I, I'm 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 not able to bring myself to say either one. Um, I I will. You guys already have some idea of how I feel about this movie based on some um aggressive texting that I did yesterday. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I I can say that this is objectively a good film. This is like objectively a well made film with a compelling story. However, that being said, I hated watching it. Um, mm. It's to be, to be very honest with you guys. And I'm not saying this lightly. It is the film that I have enjoyed watching the least for this entire podcast all, in all three years. Um, I, I, I hated watching it and I don't mm. ever want to watch it again, but, but that's because of my own personal, like, tastes and preferences and non-preferences and and but still i can separate myself enough to say that objectively this is a good film and that's that's all i can say about it John? i think that's reasonable yeah i okay. i agree 100 percent. i mean jacqueline just like like put the words in my mouth um this movie fucking sucks to watch but the movie doesn't suck i mean no, it, it, it just it it's it's so hard to watch you know and in our little text message thread, um, I said the first twenty minutes, you know what the fuck, <laughs> Heidelberg. I was, I was telling you, I was like, what, like what the brutal. fuck? And, and you go, no spoilers. I'm like, nope, no. Spoilers <laughs> I just don't want to know, like, the sim- like, yeah, just well, the severity <laughs> nope. or like what to expect when, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to fall on on me all of a sudden, like, oh my god, what's happening? You know what I mean? Well, the effect I, I, it had on me was, John, you said that, and, and you were you watched it before I did. So when I settled in to watch it last night, I thought, okay, I just got to get through the first 20 minutes. And so then all that happened, and I was like, nope. okay, that was brutal, but I'm okay. I mean, now, I, now, I'm, now I'm safe. Nope. 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 It wasn't Not just the first 20 minutes, John. I, I, I no. And that's all I got through when I texted that. I, I, I had gotten through the first 20 minutes. I went. Dude, I am fucking depressed right now. My, my like my heart hurts. My I'm I'm nauseous. Um God, I, I, I guess the way I look at this is that are, <laughs> are you gonna recommend this to anybody? I would say uh. that it that if I don't know, I, I think it was straight chilling that said this. So you gotta be in a good headspace. No, even if you're in a good headspace, this movie's gonna fuck you up regardless. Yeah. I think you watch I would this actually, movie because you're curious uh, to see. I, you know. I would say that that Jennifer Kit Kent did her due diligence on what was going on at this time. I would say that if you want to watch a period piece or something like that, to where it's just it, you realize what's really going on here, okay. But you're gonna have to really just kind of stomach your way through this. And like you said, Jacqueline, this is not a poorly made movie. This is a wonderfully no, made not- movie. It's not a poorly made movie at all. I have, I have it, nothing like that to say. It's so wonderfully made. But then it's like, if, uh, Logan, my apologies. If you said, hey, John, I like what you said about this movie. I want you to come on and talk about it again. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about what I remember. Yeah. I'm watching it. Well, I, yeah. yeah. I, I remember I the first you. 20 minutes and it was like... It, but I'm not. I I can't. I I, I can't say this is like. No, oh, I don't know. It we'll get fun. into let's, it. Let's let's do the spoiler warning and then we can right. get into it some more. Okay. 
All right, we're talking about The Nightingale from 2018 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast. Maybe or maybe listen watch. first. <laughs> yeah, maybe go watch it. And like, I, I want to reiterate what Jacqueline said is that if you have trigger warnings about all these very sensitive subjects, actually do listen to the podcast and then maybe go watch it if you're still curious about it. Not, you know, no shaming on that, but Mm-mm. yeah. Um, I don't think anybody would blame you. No, not at all. But yeah, we're going to talk about this movie in its entirety. All right. <clears throat> Hyderberg, do you have a uh, reach around plot summary for us? I do. I was able to come up with one. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know how either. Well, I'm sorry yeah. I had to do that. Yeah, I know. It's my own fault. I picked the film. You did. And then I had to, I, I made the bed, I had to lay in it. You guys ready? Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Irish hymns help a baby sleep. Its mother's breasts with life they leak. A prison colony in the country steep. In lore and culture, that of aboriginal. The beginning of man, the one, the original. The way she is treated, deplorable and despicable. Without her freedom, the love of her family is all that she hath. Because they crossed the Hawkins path. Her family felt lieutenant's wrath. Her husband shot and killed her baby broken. Raped and beaten, no cries left unspoken. Not the happy tale you were hoping. A woman left for dead with no time to mend. Must rely on a stranger that turns into a friend. To help her track the men that besmirched her and get her revenge. The British men travel so the lieutenant can get his promotion. Raping and killing and causing commotion. Not stopping until they reach a town by the ocean. Hawkins, it looks, is gonna get what he wants. His power he flaunts. His less vision that of a blackbird that haunts. The dreams of those left behind. Claire, she found her peace of mind. Her temper flared her iris side. A mother's love, revenge a tale. This film, it ends as she exhales. This song she sung, The Nightingale. Well done, Hutcherberg. Yeah, it was really good. It was very All good. All right, I'm going to get off, guys. You guys enjoy the rest of oh, the episode. Was- no, you ain't getting off that easy. I want to say what that little kid said. I said everything sees- I, sa- I mean in my poem, Jacqueline. I, no, I understand that. But oh, um, there, there's this uh, viral video of this little kid that that sees a monkey on the car and he goes, fuck off. You're staying right here. <laughs> I was like, what does this have to do with the movie? Is the director's cut or something? I'm just saying, fuck off. You're staying right here. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> what, what did you, I didn't expect the, the films done in like a tighter aspect ratio. Um, I did see that. Yeah. You guys all had that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think I was like subconsciously aware of that, but was I didn't, shot, like... I don't know if it was shot on film or they just tried to go for that sort of look. Because it's an older period setting or something. That I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I just thought it was an interesting choice. I noticed it. Um, the screeners. I I watched a YouTube video. I was watching a couple. Um, and one of them, the guy said that there are some shots in the movie that I don't know if they know or if they just like. I don't know if they know that she Jennifer Kent was intentionally going for this, but there are a couple of shots they said that they kind of look like it's you're watching a silent film. Um. Hmm. Okay. And part of that was so that you could kind of get the, you could really feel the atmosphere of like the woods that they were in, but they're not as whimsical as, you know, the woods that you usually go to because of all the dangers that are inside. That makes sense though. Cause she's a film buff, I think because of the way she, um, and the Babadook, the way the creature was, it was very, uh, film like, like the thirties or the, what was that? The, um, German mm-hmm. expressionism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the teens and 20s mm-hmm. I, I i felt i felt her like cinematography was actually very similar to the babadook because it was almost like a like a like a very toned down 
color, color palette. Until yeah, the very end. it's not. Brain. There's not a lot of brightness. No, well, both and, are very it, sad movies. Both. Oh, are absolutely. Sad absolutely. Movies. She's yeah. not afraid to dwell in like the you know the painful parts of life. Um, but yeah, so so just if I feel like we should kind of get the first twenty minutes out of the way, although it yeah, doesn't sure. a whole lot better after that. But um, yeah. there is sort of a you know very specific thing that happens. So I'm just just like right off the bat, I knew something bad was going to happen in the beginning from your text, John, and just like an awareness of this movie. But I didn't know what the bad thing was going to be. They set it up too. I think you see her walking with the baby that one scene. She's got that's the, knife. the thing. Yeah, clutch. So as, yeah. as soon as I saw that baby, I was like, if Hyderberg makes me watch a movie where a baby, uh, dies, I wish I watched I'm it earlier so be I could have given it. No, I, I mean, the thing is, is that, and Heidelberg said no spoilers. The thing was, I was not expecting what we got. Yeah, neither was I. You know, you got these soldiers that are coming into this hut of these prisoners. You know, they're prisoners. And it was just like, you have two rape scenes in this. You have a husband that dies. And then, oh, well, you have my. several rape scenes. Yeah. No, so- no, absolutely. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just talking about I mean, she gets raped beginning. multiple times. She gets raped she three does. times like, by two different men. Correct. In this one scene. Yeah. And then it was just like. But she gets raped before was... that by the captain alone. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's, that's one of the three times. Yeah. Well, Which I think then... they should have cut. I think they should have cut that one and just kept the one where they're barged in her home. And they there do it in front of the husband. Because that one's enough. It, it like I didn't need the one. I get it. It sets up Hawkins and her relationship of like mm-hmm. Hawkins sure. is already. It, I already know he's a piece of shit. Like when Absolutely. he comes in the house, I just think that's effective. I'm just saying, like it feels a little gratuitous. Of like, I get it. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of rape in this film, to be honest. And I just oh feel like God. that one scene, I think, could have been cut, and it would have just still been as impactful to have them in the house. They rape her in front of the husband, which is horrible. And then oh the thing God. with the baby, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that would have oh. been enough, but. Let me ask you guys, is that when you saw this first 20 minutes of the movie, did you go, I can't get any worse? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it sort of doesn't well, get Well, and for worse. me, it didn't get worse. What? Yeah. What? But it stays, it plateaus. Well, it, no, I think it peaks I... with the baby, personally. I mean, To me, I the know. baby is the worst thing. Oh, my God. There's a kid later that gets shot, which is tough, but it's not as bad. It kind of just happens, and it's over. Uh, well, but then another no. thing that really bothers me later, and we'll get into it later, with is the mother? when they take Luana, and child, she has yeah. that beautiful baby boy like a tall he oh, is like maybe such a two or three. gorgeous kid and oh my so god the thing you guys know about my thing with children and how i i really can't stand to see children hurt or killed but what what might not be so clear is that equal to that i don't like watching children be like terrified or or distraught like if something happens to one of their parents and so that's equally bad to me. And so watching that poor boy like cry when his mother is being taken away and knowing that he's getting left alone in the woods and probably isn't going to survive. Him. Like that's, I know. So I, well, we don't know that for sure, but I tell myself, I had to well, tell myself I think myself they mentioned that. it to her when they come up. But Did they? Okay. I, I was too that. like distracted by the other terrible things that were happening at that moment. But, but still, it doesn't, but I mean, still he still that, suffered. That emotional distress. Yeah. The suffering of that child mm-hmm. and hit like the tears on his face as Luana was being taken away. That was like almost as bad as murdering the infant and in that yeah that was the scene where i was just like damn we're still fucking like really guys like we gotta we gotta stop for a rape break along the way like is that a thing like really 
And then I'm thinking like that feels almost unrealistic. But then I'm like, no, because dudes do think with their dicks like plenty do. You know what I mean? And back then, lawlessness, like these guys could do whatever the fuck they wanted. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense to stop and we'll take her with us. Like, it's just so it's disgusting. Well, that's what Jennifer Kent did. I mean, she she I her due diligence was the colonization of, you know, a country where they think they own or run you know you know and like for me it's just like the history of what our country had gone through you know not to get political or anything like that but but but, but, it's very symbolic it really is i mean it's the The same same thing you know i mean jennifer did a fantastic job of portraying that but it was such a gut punch you know and you know listening to and jacqueline seriously like like with james's podcast you know he gives you that 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 perspective from another side where you're just like you have to listen to this you have to kind of understand what was going on here yeah it's important it really is and it was just like man this movie was a gut punch and and you guys brought up the 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 little child that that was stuck in the forest by themselves i that that child stuck in my brain for the rest of the movie i was just like Oh man, I just want to because it. you got to see his mother's torment too of being taken. I know. Up. I want to pick him up, and then it was like they showed her being violated. Yeah, several and, times. Oh my god! And then she and gets it's... killed too. Yeah. 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 You guys want to hear some a little levity? Sure. Just, we, like it. awkwardness at least. Uh, <laughs> okay. the, the first rape scene with uh, the lieutenant when he just he's alone with um, Claire mm-hmm. and he rapes mm-hmm. her. Uh, since I watched this on Hulu, uh, right after Hulu decided to uh, place an ad right there. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was super awkward. <laughs> like, I was, it's that scene happened. I guess it was good for to have a break, at least. Like, well, yeah. here's, here's a minute and 30 seconds. Such of, a like, weird spot for an ad to come up. Ad like, or oh, something. Yeah. I watched it on Tubi and it had ads too, but I don't think it was placed yeah. right there. So. No. Yeah. No. But yeah, that's a good place for a breather, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, as soon as I saw that baby, and that baby was the, the cutest little chubby-faced, beautiful angel baby um, I've maybe ever seen in a movie. Irish baby. Um, oh my God, so beautiful. And I just kept holding out hope, thinking, well, you know, whatever terrible thing happens, maybe, maybe she'll, you know, maybe, the, you know, she'll still have the baby like on her yeah. back in the little backpack or whatever, you know, throughout the movie. Like, that would have been a great movie. Like, Trek it yeah. along with like the baby. Lone Wolf and Cubs, sort of like get revenge with the baby with you. Oh man, that would have been so much better. I, I would have, that would have been a lot easier to swallow for me. But the, the corporal just takes the baby and slams the baby against the door. It's tough, yeah. Well, and what's what makes that even worse don't dwell is on the it escalation of the crying. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. baby is crying and crying. And to me, that's bad enough because again, and then she's crying just... to. I want to get my baby, my baby. And then it's he's not cr- just like saying, the violence against the baby. It's the baby is frightened. And that to me is almost as heartbreaking as like the violence. But like this baby is terrified and it's just going on and on and on and on and on. And then I'm, and I'm just praying. And like, I knew what was going to happen. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can tell like it, the movie is signaling to you what's going to happen. But I just mm-hmm. kept kind of holding out hope that, oh, it, maybe the baby will wake up. And Maybe not the baby. <laughs> And just see, like, I wouldn't say it was gra- like visual. The next day, it looks graphic. like a doll, sort of, when it's they show it on the floor, but it's still, yeah, but Heidelberg, that, that it, brief moment of the image of the baby against on the wall. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. But the body, I, I the mean, body that, swinging was just, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, it's an it's only an it's instant, the baby, but it's, it's just, just too ugh. much. 
I don't know, Logan. What do you think? I, uh, I can't. Yeah, um, it's well, I, I, it's funny now, but I remember shortly after um, they killed um, Luana. Was her name the Luana. the um, shortly after they killed her? Um, I texted my co-host Naderade because he had also seen this movie uh, before, long before I saw it. And I texted him. Oh, I was uh... like, yeah, I was like, hey, um, do I have to see any more rape scenes in this? <laughs> I I'm done. She was, <laughs> was beautiful. Like, that lady, uh, mm-hmm. that actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, unfortunately, like I, um, I knowing, cause like I, I went into this actually knowing a decent amount about like Australian history and like what, mm-hmm. you know, like how it, like it, the country used to literally just be a place where they would stuff prisoners and yeah. like, you know, convicts and stuff. And in the process of doing that, they, you know, uh, colonized people of color and, you know horrible racism all the like we already kind of stated um so like i don't know to me it just i kind of i don't know it's weird like the way that soldiers especially were back then i just i expected the worst out of them every single time and unfortunately for me they delivered (laughs) every single time so it wasn't necessarily surprising but that didn't make it sting any less i guess it's like oh that that happened yep yep that happened Almost all the men you see in this movie that are white uh, are just like deplorable for the most part. Uh, there's a couple here or there. We don't know uh, their character, but they're not, they, the you, you don't see them engage in deplorable things. We yeah. don't know. They're higher ups, you know, the British men because the yeah. Irish, the Irishmen. Oh, yeah. The Irishmen. I'm sorry. Aren't as, yeah. <laughs> well, I, not my well, no. yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting the way they tied that in, because I guess the British and the Irish were like, 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 you know, blood thirsty just enemies to this well, the day british, yeah the, well, the irish british, were prisoners too on the yeah on well, absolutely I mean, colonized ireland and yeah, yeah. and so a, a lot of similar struggles too going on too with these different characters these different um races and backgrounds so that's sort of interesting and being that the main uh, villain seems to be uh europe <laughs> but uh, <laughs> watching um watching um watching claire's um whenever she was ranting to Billy about what they did to, to her, like as an Irish person, you know, like they're basically swapping, like, yeah, they took everything from me. Yeah. Well, they took everything from me too. Yeah. It was Um, like, they were showing off emotional scars. I was, I was thinking about all the Irish people who were dancing in the streets the day that the queen died last year. Like, like it, yeah, they, so yeah, I, I, the Irish still to this day, like they hate, especially the colonizers. So of course they're going to hate the royal family for sure. Yeah. I was worried. I was a little bit worried that um, watching this movie, Hyderberg, you and John, I was worried that you two might in particular be like, what's with all the like, like man hating. Like I get it. Men are evil. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't feel like that's what, like, cause after last week's, you know, show with the Stepford wives, I was worried that, you know, another one would, you might feel that way, but nah. I, I was, I thought, well, no, like, because it's really not that way with this movie. It's it's not an anti-man movie. There are good. There are a lot of good men yeah. in this movie. Uncle Charlie or whatever. What's his name? The other guy. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie. Um, he's, it's he's a... it's a movie critiquing colonialism, not men. Mm-hmm. And so no. the you know the the but bad guys the are not just any men. It's it's the colonial. But Jacqueline, that, that that's the way it was back then. You know, it yeah, was just exactly. guys. It wasn't women. And, and you're right. I mean, there is a lot of misogyny there, but it I'm was just like, I'm a lot. <laughs> <I'm alive. laughs> 
a melange of, of misogyny and racism yeah. and it was just like 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 <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want you know we own this world that is you know, how whatever. they treat it i mean that's how yeah. look at hawkins he treats everything that way he, he is called claire his property oh yeah. yeah yeah he did because he like saved her from the prison i guess like he gave her this like work du- duty for a while and she's supposed to get and- out of it at some point but he never lets her out of it and you see him start that cycle with the little boy while they're while they're traveling you see him he he like he manipulates this boy into thinking that he cares about him and he like takes on this like nurturing um you know role mm-hmm. a little bit a up until yeah, like he fails him one time Dude. but there, there, there was there okay. was actually a a very beautifully shot scene of where you know the little boy goes you know no and because he asked him if he's crying he's like no that's for girls Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly like, right. Yeah, can... No. But but he actually says that to him. He's like, no, that's for little girls. And then mm-hmm. before he meets his end, is that that he is just bawling his eyes out. And he's like, I'm so sorry, sir. I'll I'll do it right next time. And it was just like, you're a child. You know, I, you don't. You know, once this shit sets in with you, you're not gonna do. Imagine it. being a child in this time, like growing up. Like no, that. I couldn't. That situation is fucking horrible. So that's no. the thing is Haw- Hawkins is sort of training him to become just another, you know, like an emissary of himself. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think so. You know, it's, I, I I disagree. Well, I think he's I, definitely I, grooming him to be just. No, like I him. think I think what he's doing is just like making another servant. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. I think he's trying to impart all of his attitudes and, you know, his own kind of brutality and uh, almost the way that you would like indoctrinate, you know, your like your child with your whatever beliefs. And 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 it's just it was so sickening to watch that happen because you can tell that this is an innocent little boy, um, you know, kind of a a blank slate. And he's just like downloading all this horrible shit and horrible, violent attitudes onto him. And mm-hmm. and you think, oh, God, like, is this child going to grow up? This sweet boy, is he going to grow up and inflict all this pain that Hawkins has? Is he going to be just another one of him? And so his murder is shocking. Like, I didn't really expect that. I, I didn't expect Once that. Once he started until... badgering him, Once I knew yeah, that. Yeah, then I was I like, was oh, like oh, that's no. the same thing that played out with the baby. Yeah, it, it did. It did not. It did not hit any lighter than you know what happened to the baby. The baby was even like even that it, guy it, Ruse had a face about it, and that guy was a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah? and that guy even made a face like, "Damn, you killed the kid, bro." Um. So, so Eddie, Hawkins, little... go ahead, Logan. Sorry, I was just gonna say Hawkins like cannot handle crying. Like that's that's his like biggest trigger point because even whenever whoever Redcoat Boy is, whenever he's like literally crying about what they did or not crying but he's like about to start i think he does i can't remember mm-hmm. but he like he he keeps bringing baby. up like his face yeah and he's like are we gonna talk about what we did the other night and then he's like you're not gonna mention it again and you're gonna mm-hmm. put a freaking smile on your face mm-hmm. <laughs> so he just maybe he his can't upbringing handle- yeah maybe he was beaten for crying as a kid or something yeah that's by a, a toxic given. male well, I think that's just kind of the attitude i think that's yeah. kind of the mm-hmm. attitude like you you know you're growing up in a difficult time period and um you know i think that's just uh, that's what like soldiers are supposed to be yeah i mean i get it i get it. there's a there's a there is something behind like hey man up a little bit but at the same time there's it's there's a time and place for that sort of attitude you know what i mean mm-hmm. too uh, i think those are our 21st century attitudes that we can't necessarily no, I mean, I don't, apply to like 19th century <laughs> i don't think it has to have 
and i don't think it in everything in titles is a is a bad connotation you know what i mean I'm, I'm not saying don't cry or crying is only for girls i'm not telling guys not to do that I'm, I'm no no no, that. no yeah. i think i think you're right there's certain there's situations like... in life where you just got to man up you know what i mean like whether i'm not trying to say like oh be a man it's just <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like phrase it's like a term of phrase <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's not just for men either. It's like I'm sure women have a phrase that they say to other women, like you gotta just like tough up or t you know get. We gotta get through it. Whatever you guys have. Choke it down. Yeah, cervix <laughs> up is what I say. Cervix <laughs> up. Cervix <laughs> up. <laughs> Perfect for women in horror month. I there love you go. it. Girl, Ten get notes. your ovaries together and fucking get out there. Show <laughs> grief your tits. Yeah, show grief. That's it. That's what it is. That's what we say. Show oh, that's what you say. Show grief your tits. Yeah. Or whatever it is that we're mad at out. at the time. You Watch know? out for so, the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Bend and snap. But yeah, he is the epitome of like, you know, the, the toxic masculinity. Um, it is, yeah. And it's, it's not tropey at all. I mean, he's no. there's dudes totally like that in this world now, and especially back then. No, I, you're right. He comes across as a real character, you know, because mm. I think that given a different film with a different tone and a different actor and different writing, it could have come across as almost... Dastardly. humorously over the top just like mm -hmm. beyond believability yeah. but the seriousness of the the tone like the kind of grimness of the movie and this actor's portrayal of it i mean it's almost worse because it feels horribly horribly he's really bad. good actually it does not feel like it's beyond the scope of you know a human being to, to be was it jean valjean that's the unfortunate part, right? Just knowing that, like, even though this might be just a fictional tale, um, and that's one of the things I saw too. Like, that didn't just feel fictional. Stuff, a lot of this, people were like, "Is this a real story?" Like, I, I tell you right now, this movie did not feel fictional. I'm sure there's all. real tales that have happened just like this. You know, maybe not woman going out for revenge, but well, I think there are I, tales I, of that. You hear, I've heard tales of that too. Right, but I think that that Jennifer Kent, like in my opinion, really did. It, she did her due diligence of kind of looking up what happened, you know, uh, not embellished, but just kind of really just put to the forefront of what was going on here, because we're talking about, you know, dead children, you know, and rape and stuff like that. But the racism in this movie was fucking brutal. Yeah. So this is something that just is it's par for the course when you have one culture that is invading and colonizing another culture is that, that, right. that, that, you know, pre-existing culture is it like, if you're going to colonize like that existing culture has to be wiped out or assimilated. Assimilated. Right. And so is, that's what happens. And yeah. you're absolutely right about Jennifer Kent. What were you going to say? No, no, I was just saying that, that that is so relatable to what happened here in America you know, the colonization of that. And and we have Native Americans here that that had settled on land and they, they're living their life. And then all of a sudden these Anglo-Saxon white assholes come over and it's like, nope, this is our land. We're going to, you know, we have guns or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, it's or whatever it might be. The Aborigines sort, of have, the Aborigines sort of have like a... Uh, in between where they they feel like they have that same sort of story like the native americans because they were there that's already. and then they yeah, that's my point and they have that same sort of parallel with the african-americans of america the slaves um but you know the way you see them hanging and the and the way they're treated here by the colonials well and i thought it was like intertwined like huh. that, it, that that it was like okay you're native to this land and all of a sudden these these mm -hmm. misogynistic assholes come into your country and it's like no we want this land Get the fuck out. Treated, I mean, you're treated bringing as prisoners, too, from other 
areas there. Oh, she for sure. Is like so a absolutely. Because that's the thing is that Claire was a racist, you know, with Billy that, that she, she called him boy and stuff like that. That's right? my yeah. black is what she said. Yeah. 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 And it's she's because... like, you want me to go on a trip with him? Well, like, what are you, what are you trying to do to me? You trying to get me murdered? Well, and she also clearly believes like all the bullshit that people would make up about them because like at one point she like won't go to sleep because she's like, no, I'm scared you're going to eat me. It's like, yeah, they treated like they're savages, but all the savages yeah. I see here are by the, the white men, really. Um, I was really surprised to hear her say, like, I don't want your hocus pocus on me because at that point I thought that they had finally come to an understanding. Yeah, and then, but that's like, still like a weird thing. But it was it, still tenuous. we still hadn't. Yeah, they've bonded. Um, they've they've bonded over some shared experiences and some shared losses. I think, but it doesn't. I don't think that means everything suddenly just like perfect and you know harmonious and on equal footing with each other. I think you know those kinds of attitudes are deeply ingrained and they die hard. Um, I think their relationship is the driving force in the movie too. It's the one thing that yeah. I really truly like. It is. Know. It is. Um, but going back to the prisoners thing, Logan, you were talking about this and John, you mentioned Jennifer Kent doing her due diligence. And that's really true. She did a lot of research um, for this movie. And I was I, for one, was glad to be able to learn a little bit about it because I really didn't know much about this time and place in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. The, the So this was technically the island of um, Tasmania. Uh-huh. Off the south southeast of Australia and uh, the mainland Australia, and you're right, it was used as like a one dumping Tasmanian ground. Devil. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where was it? <laughs> They're extinct now. It's me, Billy. <laughs> they got. <laughs> um, and so it was a dumping. It was like it was a place to have like a penal colonies to just to like take prisoners because the landscape was so harsh and brutal that it was seen as like really fit punishment for criminals and a great place to send them to deter others from crimes but the thing was there were so many men that they were trying to even it out with women and so Mm. they would purposely send women there for very very minor infractions Mm. like stealing a loaf of bread could get you like seven years imprisoned in tasmania and that's probably what happened to claire they never really tell us what her crime is Mm. yeah i felt the same way yeah i felt uh, most likely stealing food yeah, I felt she was a they're, petty they're thief. Impoverished. Yeah. Yeah. And so the and so the I have trivia about this for later, but basically like it was a very common experience for women convicts That's there to be just like constantly sexually violated and and beaten just and, to keep the morale of the like male prisoners yeah, just like, like used used for sex. Yep. Yeah, that's horrible. So, that's I mean, what a horrible so fate. That's just uh, horrible that you even think you can do that to a an area like oh this is we're gonna just do this here we're gonna take your your land and yeah. just make it our dumping ground. I for mean, this. Just turn it, it makes like the movie toilet. worse. Yeah. It makes the movie worse. I mean, it's not the movie's <laughs> fault. It's not the movie's fault. No, 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 no. This is just yeah. the time that she chose to put this you know story in. Um, so all that being said, and as much as I hate it all, um, I have to say I think Jennifer Kent is pretty brave for putting those harsh truths on film because I'm sure, just like in this country, there are some who may not want to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dark we part should, of your history and what that. and what has allowed it to allowed the country to flourish as it has in modern times, and I, I think there's parallels there too. Can I yeah. say the character of Billy was my favorite? I love yeah. Billy. Billy was great. I did enjoy I, Billy a good bit. I, 
like for me, it was like I, I loved Claire. You know, she she's gritty and she's got so many flaws. But Billy seemed like 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 this almost the angel. You know, the like the person he's the that bird, did, bro, blackbird. Ah! No, it, no, he absolutely was a blackbird. But I mean, like I enjoyed the thing that was, is, Yeah, <laughs> so did I. Do it again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought he was like he—he he was the spiritual guide, like throughout this whole movie. I didn't realize that until the end because he. All well, jokes he aside, got, there's moments where she sees the blackbird, right? She's guided by it at one moment. She she does, and and that blackbird was so it brings them because, back together. Yeah, it was the blackbird, but it had like this like yellow beak and like, yeah. like, like an like, island like sort the, of bird, or something like yeah. a beautiful color under its wings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my I God. read what kind of bird it is, and I I can't remember now. I'm trying to say a macaw or something, but I'm not. I don't know if that's macaw. Right. <laughs> that was good. A macaw. What? No, there it goes. but I just I, like it, that I moment too, because it it's like it brings her to the road where she ends up getting on the the you know the uh, what's called the carriage, and then mm. she sees him come out, and it, their paths cross again, and then there's and she tells him to like, stop, runs yeah. to him, yeah, and they have yeah. a moment where they just they don't embrace, but they, they look don't at yeah exactly yeah. they both have tears in their eyes and they're just like he's been through some shit she's been through some shit he thought well, for a moment a... that she might have like ditched him she just had to run the other way she had to but there was a beautiful her. scene of them like 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 she's so scared of everything because she's seeing these visions of like her her husband and we should talk about those you okay I'm, yeah oh well, no, no no i you see these visions of this and then there's this one scene where where like he's just laying down because he's always facing away from her but she comes up and she feels so comfortable with him and grabs him by the hand. And then he he says this like beautiful thing of like, you're okay. You know, you can sleep or whatever it is. And it was just like, like to me, that was so beautifully shot. I mean, it, and it wasn't levity in the movie, but it was just like their relationship building. That it was is a just moment like of the, comfort. Uh-huh. It was, it really was. Like, I isn't like that, that what we all want to hear? And it wasn't like a romantic thing because I didn't want it. To no, 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 yeah. no. It wasn't yeah. that at all. It was mm-hmm. it was just like a beautiful, like they have this relationship. They they it's like the hug that she needed, you know what I mean? Or I, whatever. I, like she's I, been through all this shit. Nobody's really consoled. Well, her friend consoled her, but she had I, I don't I don't want to say that they've gone through the same things, but I think they are different. You know, that that that, <laughs> that point in time where it's just like we're both fucked right now and we need each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah she's uprooted from where she lives and placed here and then he's you know uprooted from where he lives and then yeah you know t- yeah. people take, take well, he's, land he over. says it in the movie he goes this is my country this yeah. is my life oh, that moment at the table when that guy's like what dude you gotta come sit on the table at my t- at my house that was such dude. a ten- that was like one of the most tender moments in the film one of the when few the older times i've ever cried in the movie it was this and it was he- trying to busan at the very end where I actually like floor. like I teared up and I went, oh man, this he's sitting is on the floor and he's eating like you know what I mean, like out of a dish, but it's like he's an animal almost, you know. Like, well, the guy, the you know, the guy brought brought him up. He's like, no, yeah. eat with us. I, I really like that moment. And he even hesitates for a moment, like, yeah. and I don't know what was going through his mind. Like, I don't know if he was thinking, is this a trick or a trap, or if he's just had so many years of being treated like a dog that mm-hmm. he almost wonders if he automatically should. sat like, on the floor to eat you know, that was his he, place he just thought like okay i'll sit over here you're giving me something to eat i'll I, sit i disagree because i think the wife of this gentleman that picked them up and brought him back and got him soup and stuff like that to feed them mm-hmm. you know i think i i think that guy really just had a heart um the wife was just like like Bitch. like 
Well, I think <laughs> she was just sort of like, I don't want to let strangers in the house. No, I don't think that. She treated the two of them differently from each other. Right. She treated okay. Claire right. very differently from yeah. Billy. Yeah, I, was... think that, I think that she had that same mentality that everybody else did. That that, that it was yeah, almost like, like, oh, yeah, you guys are at Yeah. And exactly. gave him a, did you notice he had a different bowl? Yeah. From the others, they had like china bowls. All the white people had china bowls. Ah. And he had like a stoneware, like rough. I didn't notice the bowl. I didn't notice their bowls. Crude. I didn't. Crabby. And that bowl. was very astute of you. you. No, I noticed that. Uh, oh, so you mentioned the visions. What do you think about the the nightmares? Or the uh, like the first one of, uh, happens right after the the killing of her family, and then she has this night. She has this vision of her and her husband, and they're dancing around. They're almost like uh, figures on a music box, you know. Um, they're in nice clothes, curling around to the music or whatever and then it kind of wakes up to the the scene of everything going on i mean i don't know if there's a sorry go ahead john no go ahead jacqueline please well so i don't know if there's a deeper meaning to that but all i know like one thing i can say from personal experience is after my dad died i i mean i went through years and years and years where i would frequently have dreams that he was okay like he had been sick but that and i thought he had died but then in my dream he came back home and he was like i'm fine now i'm, I'm back to health mm. and it was like such a moment of like rejoicing and it, it's basically like wishful thinking you know mm -hmm. and and then you wake up and it's horrible because you realize it's not real and it's like you kind of have to deal with it all over again i mean that went on for probably at least 10 years after uh -huh. his passing I, I can't say that i've i've had that dream recently but um, I mean, that one that was like a recurring thing for years and years. And so I wonder if that's like a wishful thinking kind of dream on her part, which makes it all the worse when she wakes up and, you know, realizes it's not real or if there's something deeper going on there. I don't know. Yeah. What think. But she has that scene later, too, in the woods with that one. I really enjoyed where, well, where she she's dancing. Yeah. And then it's it just the music speeds up and it gets real twisty and world like weird. Uh, that's oh, that the, the one where first her husband saying we're all all right we're all all right and then it turns into yeah. uh what's that jugo or what's his name J jago jago i think is his name the one that jago was the one that killed, killed. Yeah. yeah yeah is he, that the one you're talking about his death was Ooh. okay yeah well, should we back being... up and talk about her quest for revenge yeah it's i want to hear what okay. logan says about jago real quick Jago's uh, the one for context. Anybody who's not going to watch the movie or what? Jago's the one that killed her child. Um, yeah. yeah, he killed the oh. baby. He he's like the corporal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess without getting too far ahead of it, this is really the only cathartic moment that we get in the revenge story for Claire. For her, yeah, yeah. Um, because I guess I I don't know how you know I don't know how far we want to get into it, but basically, like she doesn't kill anyone else. Um. Which we'll get into that. I have thoughts about that too. I do but, too. Um, I, uh, I I have I have a lot of thoughts about that. But um, the scene where she kills him goes from zero to a hundred so fast because she finally manages to get the knife in his gut. Right? I think that's where she first starts, and then like that's where you know that's always kind of the kill shot in like all movies. It's like oh, it's that's it. He's done for. So then he kind of gives up, and she just like keeps going, and she starts stabbing him like directly in the heart. Multiple He's already hurt too. He took a, a spear to the leg. Remember from the Aborigines yeah. that attacked them, and, and he got shot in the other leg. Yeah, yeah well, she, she shoots him in the other she, leg. Yeah, 
when she approaches and, him, and then she gets on top of him. Yeah. So she she you know either that spear hit the the, the major artery or her gunshot did, and then she gets him in the gut. She gets him in all those major, and then the she gets stabbings. Him in the heart. You could hear the air coming out of his lungs. And then even she's not done yet. She starts beating him in the face. Oh, that's the, brutal! Blood of her the, gun. Of the gun. And there's a moment. The first hit, he goes, "Mother." He asked yes. for his mother. Even though he's a scumbag, anytime someone does that in a movie, it hits me. When they ask for their mother right before their death, like a man, it's just always like, oh, bro. His his story arc <laughs> is so difficult for me because obviously, like, he is the one who who kills the baby, mm-hmm. but he also like he was, and I'm not going to stand up for this guy, but like no, he's, he's like, almost sympathetic in, in a weird way. He's pathetic. almost sympathetic. He was following orders. You know, like, which, like I said, I'm not going to stand up for this guy, but like, it's so weird the way that we see him after this, because he clearly feels remorse for what happened. Like Mm. he, he very, and he's the one who, in my opinion, has like the most horrific death of all three of them. He did not like, you know, yes, he killed the baby. He did not like brutally rape her. And he kind of did that in a moment of just like trying to solve it. Like, like I said, I'm not going to stand up for this guy, but at the same time, like, his story arc is really interesting to me, if that makes sense. I think you're absolutely right, Logan, and that makes it a little bit difficult because unlike the other two officers who come into their home that night, like he is, he seems to have a little bit of a heart. The other two are just the most sneering, smarmy, disgusting, like... Ruse is like bags. a fucking weasel rat. Yeah, like the other two are just like... They have no redeeming qualities whatsoever, but I I have to agree with you. Jago has a heart. I and I'll even go so far as to say I don't I don't think he was trying to kill the baby. No, nah, he didn't. I think he, I think he, he thought I think dumb. he thought it would like just knock it out or something. Yep. And I think he is haunted by what he did. I truly. Or he just went to like turn and hit it against the wall, and that was no. I mean, I think he meant to. I think he meant to hit it, but I think he was just trying to get it to quiet down. I truly don't think he was trying to kill the baby, and I think. I mean, I think you can see it torturing him later, and I Mm. think he's like utterly haunted by it. I think that's why she's haunted by him, his death, maybe. Well, and so that's the thing is like I I actually disagree with you, Logan. I don't think it's a cathartic moment at all when she kills yeah. him. I think it feels terribly hollow, and I for it feels hollow for me as a viewer. Like I did not feel better watching her kill him, and I and of all of all the people in the movie, I should have felt the best watching her kill him because I was so upset about that baby, and I didn't. And I think it's yeah, because... but I wanted Hawkins to go. <laughs> Not what would happen without so, if it wasn't for him. So he's he's repentant. Like he is repentant, and that takes the I think that takes the satisfaction mm. out of the revenge. And I think him saying mother mm. just takes that another step further. Yeah. And 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 listen, I don't think that any of these things that either one of us are saying are excusing him. Mm. And I don't think that any of them are <clears throat> um defending him per se. But I do think he has more humanity than the other soldiers that we see. And that counts for something. Yeah, he's not a rapist. He's not a rapist. <laughs> he's not a rapist. The that's bar a, is I mean, that goes, a low that bar to clear. Pretty, but... that goes I mean, he's a child killer, world. but he's not a rapist. Mm. I mean, uh, but like we said, yeah, it was sort but... of like, like a fucked up accident. Sort of, I don't know, whatever. Well, well, I'm not no, excusing no. the action. And no, Jacqueline, but... let, me just, let me just say something that you just said. Is that, that yeah, her rage was towards the people that instigated this, you know, and you're absolutely right. But like her rage 
as a mother, you understand this is that you are going to, you know, attack. <laughs> and, and you know what, if somebody did that to my baby, I would probably do the same thing. But that sure. doesn't mean that it would bring a sense of peace. Correct. And so I think that, that this this murder, this revenge does not bring her the peace that I think she's nope. looking for. I think it frazzles her. I yeah. think I think her resolve. I think she realizes it that it, this was like a hollow act. And if you notice mm -hmm. after that, like shortly thereafter, she gives up on her. She hesitates with that. getting the shot. Like, I just I it. just want to go home now. She's mm -hmm. like, I don't want any more of this. I just want to go home. I think she realizes that it doesn't make her feel any better. Yeah. It's not going to bring her baby back. It's not going to unrape her. It, it's not going to undo anything that's been done. And it's going to poison her soul in the process. And I think that's part of what the nightmare is about. That that nightmare where, she, oh, where yeah. he appears. I think that's she's haunted by what she did. You know, he's haunted by what he did to her. And she's haunted by what she does to him. And I think... I think this is like a, I think you could read this film as like a cautionary tale against vengeance. Oh actually, yeah, which is which is yeah, atypical a, for a rape and revenge film. This true, is not yeah. a standard rape and revenge no, film. No, it's not. No, I and I guess I should clarify. I guess it's cathartic for me mainly just because I wanted to watch somebody pay for what they did, mm -hmm. and um, I I agree with you. And I, I was kind of about to get to that too. Is like she does not feel better after she kills him. And she's she's shocked by what she did um, to the point that, like you said, she gives up. She gives the gun to Billy. She's like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. I'm going back. I, you know, she I think she probably maybe doesn't even feel like she deserves the vengeance that she wanted so, so much after what she did. Um, and like we kind of mentioned, she doesn't kill anyone after this, I think, because of how affected she is by it. Um, but like it. And it's never mind. We don't. I, I want to wait until we get to her. Her like, m you know, monologuing at the end. But it can wait because there's a whole lot of movie between then and now, or that now and then. Yeah. <sighs> uh, are we done? Need a hug? Mind, do you need a hug? Where's Where's uh, Where's Barry? We could use a little wiggly butt sniffling. Oh, nose. where's that little guy here? Let me Let me ask Diego to unleash him. Uh, he's but not yeah, she, him. he's. <laughs> like you said, this she gets her revenge on this one dude, and yeah, it just says it hits her. Uh, Jacqueline, is this, yeah, let me ask you, Jacqueline, does this woman, uh, the main character, does she know how to sing? Because it seems like her voice. She's a trained opera singer. Yeah, she is. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, so what, like, how do you like that scene where she does have her face to face with Hawkins and she sort of just calls him out in front of everybody? Uh, to, I know to we're me, ahead. To me, that's far more satisfying than the, than the murder of Jago. Um, it's a, I think it's, it's a better way to cleanse her soul and seek peace than brutally murdering. It seems these the actor that plays uh, Hawkins too. There's like something in his eyes when it happens, as if there is like, like she made her point somehow, and it did affect him somehow. Like he, without saying it all, he's like, well, he got up about slacker. everything he's done just to get here because all this was just to get a promotion that he yeah, was going to be denied. He called her a whore and then all of a sudden slapped her. And it was just yeah, like, all, like all his superiors were around. It's like, why would you do that if this is yeah. just a woman that is? So that's the thing is surprisingly in a good way, you'll notice that like all that, what is it, a tavern or something? Yeah. yeah. It's all full of men. Like, yep. I guess they're all officers or whatever. And yeah. everybody is silent and everybody's listening to her and nobody throws her out. Nope. And I was worried that somebody would be mind. like, get out of here, you, you 
harlot or whatever like <laughs> but but they're listening to what she has to say and nobody is like defending him or telling her to get out or whatever i think they're taking her words seriously mm-hmm. and to me that's that's actually <clears throat> more satisfying than oh yeah than the revenge against jago particularly what i think is the best line in the whole movie which is when she says i'm not your anything I belong yeah. to no one but me. Because he says, like, "I'm not your whore. I'm not your whore, prisoner. I'm not I'm your, not your whatever. Anything. I'm not your this, and I'm not mm-hmm. your that. I'm not your anything. I belong mm-hmm. to no one but me." And to me, that's that's the catharsis. And that could speak no. well too on being, you know, uh, taken into slavery and, uh, you know, being a prisoner and speak all well it, on that. All of uh, it, all and that, being, yeah. being an Irish, you know, a colonized yeah. Irish mm-hmm. woman, being so, a prisoner, being raped, being uh, everything. Yeah, I I agree that. That is that is the the most cathartic part of this, and I, like I said, I, I want to emphasize that whenever I say that whatever his name is, Jago's killing is like cathartic, as in like the revenge part. But that I was the go girl, like get get yours, girl. That was so the, the like yes, bitch yeah. moment. <laughs> but this is also a moment of this. But this too, is also the yes, stick, bitch yeah. moment. Sorry, I, I want to I want to emphasize that I this is my favorite part of the movie as well as when she's standing in there and she like drops all the jewelry <laughs> on the table in front of him. Because like that, like the moment when she tries to sell that jewelry and he's like, no, you fucking stole this. I think that's whenever she realized that he had been stringing her along the whole time. He never was going to set her free. He was mm-hmm. never going to do anything for her. And, you know, that's what that's what she realized. And that's kind of like what did become a little predictable about this movie is that whatever his name is, Hawkins, he's always going to fuck you over, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I... I it's funny, Heidelberg may not like this. I, I really thought oh. about Naruto while I was watching this movie because Naruto well, throughout I like the it whole it's anime. No. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, anime. But um Naruto, he like spends the whole series training to be the strongest ninja of all time. But like every single time, a uh, spoiler warning for anyone who maybe watches Naruto or wants to watch it, Naruto almost every single time doesn't end up using that force he usually just talks his enemy into like you know what i mean he just uses his words mm-hmm. and like usually that kind of like is enough to defeat them in a way a weird way like i said not full spoiler words, so. but yeah so like at the end she ends up just using her words to like stand up to him and i i really appreciated that as like you know a big moment and it kind of i don't know it, it helped me have my own character development as i watched it because i I spent the whole movie going like, I can't wait for her to get this fucking guy. Yeah. And then at the end, she doesn't get him with a knife. She gets him. But she with gets her him work. because ev- like Jacqueline, you said, everybody's but, listening and everybody that listens mm-hmm. in that bar is mean something. Right. And he's she, trying she to just get fucked his... him, She just fucked him over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those guys are going to definitely rethink about giving him this spot. And he already right. schmoozed his way. We see him schmoozing when he gets there. Oh, it's so it's so impressive that you made it here without a guide. Oh yeah, I know the territory. It's like in my blood. Yeah. What a fuck. Yeah, gag me with a spoon. I've been Fucking, civilizing he's a cooter. This place. He says a cooter. He's, he's a total cooter, bro. Period cooter. Do we do, have you had period cooters before? Yeah, we probably have. I made them watch Ravenous. Oh, wait, wait what? <laughs> Ravenous. It was one oh, of the yeah. Patreon picks I had for oh. one of my many. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, hey! That's a great <laughs> chilling exclusive. We can't be. I had a great idea for my next Patreon. So you is going to sue us like a motherfucker? Yeah, so take us for exclusive. all like yeah. forty dollars that we have. By the way, that was Hydrabird. We have forty dollars. Where? Where is it? <laughs> I was going to say, know. whenever we use, I, I call it the c word. Whenever we use the c word on Ghoulish, we always go like. 
proud parent company, straight chilling. We're all Patreons here. We all pay. We're them. just spreading the word. <laughs> yeah, That's what right. we're doing. You know what we're I mean? We're just spreading the good word. <laughs> yeah. How, can I, do you have five minutes to talk about the word of cooter? <laughs> the word soju. Mm, the soju cult. That's There's only five rules in this. The five commandments. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, uh, sexual deviancy. Uh, <laughs> so there was something it. else I wanted to say about her quest for revenge, which is mm -hmm. that immediately after the tragedy that befalls her um, with the murder of her family and her repeated rape, um, you never really see her mourn. You never really see her fall apart. And I think that for her, this immediate, like instantaneous, like the moment she wakes up after being bashed in the head, her immediate course of action is to seek revenge. I think that that's interesting because I think for her, it's necessary. Well, they left her alive. Too, they left her alive. But I think that the horror of what happened is really too much for her to process right off the bat. I don't think, she, I think if she had to, I think if she didn't have this quest for revenge and she was just like sitting at home in her house and she still mm -hmm. had to go like scrub floors and serve drinks and shit, I think the grief would absolutely destroy her like, Jacqueline, in short may I, order. Mm -hmm. May I disagree just real mm -hmm. quick? Because there is this primal scream when she sees her husband and, you know, it, you know, it's obviously not the baby, but I mean, like a doll of the baby, but she gives this primal scream that you saw in hereditary from uh, Tony Collette mm -hmm. that I think that was her grief because that's all she could do. Well, is, yeah, is, is, I'm not saying she does. She doesn't have a moment of horror, uh, but I, but that's I, not I, the I, same thing as boy. grieving and dealing with it. Yeah. I oh boy. It's the moment of realization that cause she came to, and then everything that, Right. You know, and real, I, I, right. I think I her think reality. that was the only time she, she was allotted, like maybe in her own mind, that that, she, that that's where she could grieve. Well, and I think she knew that at that moment, she, like she had that scream. And then I think she knew she had to get up off her ass and go mm -hmm. do something because so, otherwise. And so I think that this is fueled by an I think her quest for revenge is really a quest for like self-preservation. Because Which I think without it, it, she would not survive that grief. I think sure. she would crumble. But I, but all... it's mis but it's misguided because as she as she learns, like it doesn't actually. I think there's uh, no no no. I, I was just saying I understand that, but then it goes like like to where they they go to a horror part where it's like the Aboriginals of like no, I want you. I'm going to give you this this amount of money, you know, and and then the racism kicks in, and it was just like. <laughs> Oh my God! It was like, I mean, like it just one goes thing on after and on. Yeah. To, the, uh, on. to your point, uh, Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> let me be clear. Let me be clear. Uh, if I haven't mentioned before, I, I'm bisexual. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> sorry, <Steve>. um, <laughs> inside, inside joke. If you know, you know. Joke. If you know, you know. Uh, but no, just mention on the grief. We, the one, the one you. moment in the film that feels like it's speaking in a symbolic way, possibly about her grief, is the fact that she's lactating. Uh, still, yeah. oh my god, it's a, it's a you know, it's, what a it's great detail, yeah, remembrance of her kid, you know, of her role as a mother, and well, it's, it's not really has to, it's a yeah. cool reminder. It's, well, it's, not, it, it's not just remembrance, it's that that her body's producing yeah. this because yeah. she has a newborn child, yeah, it's almost it's, like she's weeping in a sense. It's weird, uh, it's interesting. Um, the imagery yeah. of yeah. and like that's he a good point. points it out that's a, too. That's a good point. Well, and let me tell you, that shit hurts yeah like if your milk comes in and your baby does not 
drink it, like it, I mean, it fills up and it's, it's really quite painful. Like you have to get it out. It's like milking a cow. Like yeah, you have to milk a, the cow. You can't help, uh, so, you know, having leakage like that too. I know that's yeah, it just, if you, if it doesn't, if it doesn't come out one way or the other, then yeah, it's just going to leak everywhere. Um, but I took uh, it as a, a tough reminder of, you know, it's, so is that like female so cruel. Blue balls? Hmm? Is that female blue balls? Hmm. Well, females I, can get. I was trying to make a funny joke. Women can get like. <laughs> I got, well, no, I, was, I was considering it. I was like, yeah, I guess in a way. I feel like your breasts are, your breasts are so because... sore and just engorged. It was just yeah. like you know, shit just out. hurts, man. Well, and you can you can get infections in the milk ducts, and then you have a mastitis, and it's just terrible. It's really really. Uh, you don't get that from blue balls. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't land. <laughs> X nay. <-nay>. Oh, sorry. <laughs> It just no, look, I just I took it seriously. I was like, hmm. It, it well, let me think about that it, for a minute. Actually, for guys, it hurts for about an hour, and then you're fine. You gotta normally get it out. You gotta milk it. Well, <laughs> got to got to milk it. Oh my god, that's uh, when you need a, a reach around from your friend. Yeah, there you go. Uh, call me up, uh, John. You did mention <laughs> the racism. I think the racism, as tough as it is, it also does. We mentioned it. It. I like that it adds this attention at first to the to our two main characters too, because they're strangers. I, and I agree. I, I, I think it that, that, you know, it's like it's also talking on classism. OK, yeah. so you're a, you're, you're a prisoner from Ireland. However, there's somebody below you. They have more you in know? common than they think. Yeah. Uh, and it's just fucking it's gross, man. I mean, it's just like like the what they call them. You know, you might as well be calling them the N word, you know, calling them a black. Go get us a black. Like well, a, no, they, they call so them. We use, they yeah. use them. But, like we use but them. But they also we need them. They also call him a boy. You know, it's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. are you even, serious? Even an, elder, even an elderly man, like the disrespect. Yeah, he's. I he's like that too. Uncle Charlie. Uh, I, he, he had enough. He was like, I can't. I loved Charlie. Uncle just Charlie like, said, "Yeah, he yeah, goes, chill here. You know I'll come back. Figure it out." What an act <laughs> yeah. of rebel! What an act of rebellion! Like of of like nonviolent resistance. You know, what an act of rebellion. And I'm sure he knew that that was going to cost him his life. Like, well, I don't know if he knew that because the, he also knows that they need him. But at the same time, I don't think he was, I don't think he had any intention of leaving them out. Like, I think that, I feel like he knew that they were, I feel like he knew that that was going to be the end for him. Yeah. Even like, he just like, I'm not doing it. I don't anymore. know. He started and, to walk away. Yeah. And then it, Logan, I kind of agree with you, but then all of a sudden it's just like you had this gut punch of where Billy found Charlie just laying yeah. on there like shot. And it was like a gut punch because that was his only family left. You know, mm -hmm. he, you know, it was almost like this adoption of, of we got to yeah. stick together and he sees him dead. And it's just like, Oh my God, another gut punch in this movie. Fuck well, this Billy, movie for that. <laughs> well, Billy talks about him like Billy is under the impression that they're going to see each other again, and that yeah. like after after they get to where they're going, they're going to be able to go back home together. Uh -huh, um, like I just I don't think that Billy, like I said, I I kind of knew I just knew that once they got to where they were going, or I knew that Charlie wasn't going to make it, unfortunately. And I, especially the way that Billy was talking about him, how like, he's like, yeah, he's my uncle, but he's not really my uncle, but he's still like family to me. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. It doesn't then, bode well. It's like seeing that only, cute baby in the beginning. You're like, this is too heartwarming. Not even, right? <laughs> um, but like, not even does he lose his uncle. He also loses literally everybody, like his entire people. And then he loses three, you know, three of his fellow I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? He was three people right in front of him. He, they just get shot like they're nothing. Yep. Oh my God. And, and beheaded and beheaded. 
Oh. And then they cut their head. Oh, yeah, that was so fucked. Oh. I, I, I mean, so it just goes on and on. I cannot emphasize to listeners how much the atrocities just go on yeah. and on. And when you think that, like, can't possibly do anymore, it just keeps going. It's so, like, like, you're walking on a road, and around every corner, there's just an atrocity. Yeah. Or something. Well, this is, the, this is the point where, where Claire and Billy are really just starting to connect. And yeah. it's just like, like, she realizes what's going on. She's she like, hey, just, just, just stay, stay in front of me. I'm going to put a gun in your back. That's smart. But, yeah, was it, which smart. was smart. It, it was so degrading. It was just but, like yeah. un, uh, understanding. It was like, well, she saved know, his life in a sense. With it that. was necessary. Absolutely. And they had this conversation that happened and bite his tongue. Well, and they, they had this conversation in their own native language. And it was it, like you guys said, it was fucking heartbreaking. And it's like, you don't see them being beheaded, but you see them being shot. And you're like, damn, you start fucking... to cut his head. You see the first knife cut, and they the speak throat. about. Uh, That's I, need right. tro- I need my trophy. You know, you're talking about a human guy's head. They're talking about it alive. so casually, and they're like, oh, oh, you trophy. sick bastard! All right, uh-huh. here's the knife. Like, yeah, like it's nothing. That's the horror in this movie. When I thought to myself, like, oh, is this even a horror movie? Um, you know, is it what? What would yeah. you consider? And then I'm like, well, it's a rape revenge, which is always normally. You know, it's a subgenre, but then this stuff like this is just like, yes, this is horror. Like, yeah, this this goes oh, yeah. well. Be- it goes well beyond this, and, and like you picked Tigerberg for revenge. You know, that's exactly what it was. You know, and it had some very cool scenes, or not cool scenes, but I mean, it had it tied into that a lot. Like this, just yeah. it, it was the spectrum of shit that you feel so uncomfortable with. Uh-huh. You know, and it never lets up. I mean, no. like you said, there's no levity in this movie. It's not. Not really. You don't go like, oh, okay. You know, I get a little. There's breather. no relief. Um, no. Unless there should be a moment where not... they were like camping and like one of them just like ripped a fart by accident or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. like the Dude, that, that, that would have that would have been the levity. It was like, oh my god, yeah. Billy. Nah, do it doesn't. That doesn't belong. In, yeah, it doesn't no. belong in this. It movie. really doesn't. But I mean, it's just like it's nonstop with this movie. I did not feel this movie was two hours and 15 minutes or whatever. Oh, it was. I did. I felt every I goddamn minute of it. Well, uh, I, I felt, felt like, you, it was, I, this was like a ride you wanted to get off as soon as you started it. You were exactly. Like, yep, I, exactly. I, I, this felt I, like it was four felt, hours to me. I no, I felt like every heartbreak of this movie. I didn't feel like it was two hours and 15 minutes. I didn't be like, oh, this is a slog. Come on, pick up. I, I was, was invested like, in the characters and where they like where the thanks. story was going for sure. I wasn't bored. But no. it's a little long. This movie's it's one of my critiques. It's long, and there's some a little oh, bloat. Absolutely, yeah. Opinion. Two uh, two hours and fifteen minutes of like like this bullshit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on, man. It's a lot. And it's like, yeah, it really is. But it didn't feel like, you know, oh my god, I'm watching, I don't know, whatever fucking movie or like. It's not like watching Bo's Afraid, okay? Like three hours and fifteen minutes, okay? That's a lot. Yeah. Well, shall we kind of talk about? Is the there is much rape in that movie. So far, none. Okay, I give it a. I oh, give good, it a good. Yeah. Uh, so so far, the end. We, we yeah, spoke so, on revenge. Yeah. So well. So let's talk about. Um. I guess I'm thinking of picking up from the point where Billy enters. Billy like, gets the, revenge. The, the house, too, the boarding yeah. house, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm How not crazy about, about a man Billy? getting it done for her. Uh, well, but he's I not do getting like... it done for her. He has his own reasons. No, I know he does, and I'm I'm okay with that. Like it works for the character, and it works for the fact that she doesn't necessarily have to do it either, because she did. She stood up to him in the pub, you know what I mean, and she wanted to kind of be done with this. Um, so I get that, and I and I'm 
I'm okay with the fact that it's a swerve too on the the trope of the rape revenge film. It doesn't take it all the way to the end like other films have a little bit. But part of me still wanted her to get that O moment with Hawkins because I fucking hated him and I wanted her to give it to him. You know what I mean? And it was just that one moment where I feel like that got taken away from her and me as a viewer, I guess. What do you guys think? I must admit, Hawkins' death was a little anticlimactic. Granted, yeah. I was I was okay with the fact that it wasn't I was okay with the fact that it wasn't Claire doing it. I actually was really appreciative of the of the fact that it was Billy doing it. Granted, like I it's weird with Claire's journey. I know we talked about how like she got her revenge on Jago or Jago, whatever his name is. Uh-huh. She got her revenge on him, and then we 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 already we we already know like she did not feel any better after she did that. Yeah. But there's still that scene at the fire that that night before Billy goes off, where Claire. I don't know if she's necessarily trying to talk him into doing the killing, or if she's trying to talk herself into like going through with it. But she specifically like directs him into saying, "What do you guys do with people with people like you who are." Oh yeah, who are this awful? And he's like, "Well, we talk to them." And then she's like, "Okay, well, if you what happens if you can't fix them?" You have ceremony. Hmm? And then he's like, "We fucking kill them." Yeah. And then what? He's like, "We fucking kill them." And then he, sorry if I'm dropping too many f bombs. He's like, "We kill them." Have you heard of her before? I I have a reach around that I get. Increasingly aware of it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was super aware of it on other. Let it fly, girl. Let it fly. (laughs) If you're Um, on light and shadow, that might be different. But you're on cut. That's. That's I know I, I was very good about censoring myself. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so but she she it just felt weird to me. Like, I agree that she didn't feel peace after she killed Jago because, you know, like we, we've already kind of discussed. And I was really appreciative of the fact that she got her moment with him. But she still makes a point to talk to Billy about, like, what do you do to guys who who are awful like I like that, that she was like, do, do your people have people like Hawkins? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We yeah. have some bad ones. We have bad ones. Which I um, think is a good, it's a good moment because listen, I think there's a danger in holding up um, like racial minorities as being like inherently angelic or noble. Um, mm-hmm. I think that can be that, just as damaging. That trope a little bit of like the brown guy taking the yeah. sacrifice for the white lady. And she, I don't know. Yeah. And so I think it was, bit. it was an important moment to have that dialogue about like, you know, we have we have good people and bad people in our in our race, just like anybody else. And, you know, but we don't tolerate this like we, we don't let this stand in our community. I guess. And then that shows Billy, too. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to be one of the good. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the good side good of, fella. of my guy. Yeah. Like, I'm I like that. He does get ready for like war. Once I saw what he was doing, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. He's getting ready. And they show him on the horse, which I like the symbology of the horse, too, where like he knows that that's attached the last attachment to. Her husband, it's like John Wick's dog. Um, yeah, and then so like, I like that he goes after the horse in town when she tells him to stay put earlier when they find Hawkins in mm-hmm. town, and he sees the horse and he's like, "Oh, I got to get her horse back." He's like, oh, but, "But she wants the horse." <laughs> yeah, she's got to have the horse. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it. I almost I I don't think I would have been happy if she had murdered hawkins and um ruse yeah i wonder but i also see what you what you mean logan about it feeling a little anticlimactic with um billy doing it because i feel like he kind of takes on his vendetta against them after he finds out what happened to her Mm. i feel like before that his vendetta is really against all of the british 
And so it feels a little bit put on. So I just don't know. Like, I, I wonder if I would have felt better about the way this ended if they had just gone home. Yeah. And like, not ha right? like after, after her moment of confrontation in the tavern, if they had just gone home. That's interesting. And then she just leaves it there, that weightiness of what she said in front of everybody. Yeah. And, and then, like, whatever, whatever comes happened. of that happens, you and know? And then she goes, okay, yeah. Her soul remains intact. They can even His have that moment at the intact. beach, though, without him dying there or whatever is happening. Yeah. So. I was going to say... It, then Billy probably would have survived because I think I yeah. like we already kind of talked about the stomach shot. That's always like a dead giveaway that you're that's not going to make it. Yeah. And it. if we've you, all seen Reservoir you... Dogs, I loved his little dance though when he's like "fuck death." He showed grief as tits. <laughs> and now, I did love. Thank dance. you for that laugh. I he's like ah. <laughs> I did love that that moment because he has the moment earlier where he's trying to sing that song and he's trying to show Claire, you know, like his. His his you know let his colors fly or whatever um and she's mm -hmm. like ew no oh you sound awful and then she tells her his story her, she tells her her story and then she sings and because she's a beautiful singer she gets to sing the whole song so like whenever he's like having his final moments you know in the sand she lets him do his whole shebang I really yeah. appreciated that moment yeah, yeah. And she came around to him over time you know she put the ointment on her breasts uh you know that he made yeah came around to his culture a little bit you know like yeah. yeah. That moment they had where he's saying basically like, you, you know, lullabying her to sleep a little bit, you know, in his own native uh, tongue or whatever, in his own speech. Um, I like those moments with their Me characters. Too. I love the brightness of that very end shot. The sun rising. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it was so beautifully shot. It was just like, you know, uh, and maybe it was more ambiguous of, of what's really going on, you know, because to me, Billy's going to die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Claire's going to try to move on from that. Um, you know, I got Midnight Mass. Uh, I was going to ask. <laughs> just from the imagery. Felt, yeah, I don't want to. I felt some Midnight Mass whenever it showed them on the beach, like yeah, so far away from each other. Yeah. I was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tricky ending, though, and because I was wondering how it was going to turn out. And I thought, you know, I, you know, like I said, part of me wanted them to just go home after the moment mm -hmm. in the tavern. But then, like, what does life look like after that? They, they're they not yeah. going to romantically be together. It's kind of like the breakfast no. club. Like, they're going to go yeah. back to their old lives and not. Speak they both together. have their freedom in a sense now in this yeah. moment. Where they're but both she never did get sun. her papers, and so like, where no. is she gonna go? Like, know. how it's... is she? So this is what bothers me about the ending, and it's not necessarily a criticism; it's more just like a question that lingers in my mind. Is like, I feel like it ends where it should, but I, I don't know. I I often like to think about what happens after the ending of the yeah. yeah. Like, what is she gonna do? Is she gonna like set up a little tent on the beach and just live there by herself? She can't go back to where she came no. from. She's not gonna go back no. to that prison camp. What is she gonna do? Go back to the old what, folks. Was no. the horse no. the the horse was her husband's, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the horse was still alive. Like, like for me, I was like, how are you gonna make this movie worse? You're gonna kill the horse. But right. I, I, I'm surprised I several times some that guy who kept cu coming across them, the guy with the chain gang who kept oh, yeah. finding them. Hey, get over here. Yeah. And he had that rifle. Yeah. He was like, Oh my god, shot. he shot the horse. I kept thinking I just... he was gonna get this horse. Damn. Yeah. That would have yeah. been my that would have been my my breaking point. <laughs> was what the if they horse. killed the horse and then in the second movie oh she God. comes back for revenge? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how I, do you guys uh, feel about that? Electric ending? Boogaloo. Oh God! So she, no, it you. ends with her like just taking a breath, like a, a or exhaling, right? Yeah, like just like yeah. it's like a like a direct shot of her face. Yeah, like she's looking I don't know. I, it's, I'm so curious about what happens next. Like he dies on the beach and she walks away with like with the horse, or I don't. 
Like yeah, it's a pr it's um, a pretty moment, but I just yeah. don't know what it means and like what it's supposed to bode for her future. Well, and again, so it's I, ambiguous, right? I mean, it's supposed to be bright. I think we're supposed to feel hopeful for her, but mm -hmm. I just don't. Realistically speaking, I just don't know what's next for her. Um, my question is: at this moment in time, are they like still on the run? Because the whole, whole time they are doing the whole the whole time that he's doing his thing, you know, flapping around the beach and stuff. I was like, bitch, run. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, waiting for someone to shoot him while he was giving his little yeah, Like Those guys could behind. catch up with her right in the next like minute. Yeah, oh. well, maybe that's what we're supposed to assume is that they're going to catch up to her. Yeah. And maybe that's her last He's moment. Gonna of face it before. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the end for her. Maybe this is her last sunrise, just like it was for Billy. She's gonna go back mm -hmm. to being a prisoner. I mean, um, what other choice is there? I mean, else. I think that's that's actually Hydraberg. I think that's actually the most likely explanation. It's the most poetic in a sense of her going back to where she, what she was before that. In a sense, I don't, when, like I don't know. What else so, does she have? She has no husband, no baby. She's a prisoner. She can't go back to her her but she can't live in like the woods i mean yeah she, i don't know i mean she's got like she her dignity she's not and in she, her like, home country I, I guess that's the the point of her too like not taking the full revenge route is to show like you know what she like she had a taste of it and that was enough for her and then she backed down um what sometimes you do while, you, sorry no, while she um i was gonna say and this is a thought that i had leading up to the final moments in the movie so i don't necessarily know if it applies considering she helped him get away she almost has like plausible deniability of you know like her and Billy. She uh, like she she has plausible deniability of like having blood on her hands, if that makes sense, because she was not the person who killed who killed Hawkins or Ruse. Which, by the way, is that that his name Ruse? Um, I don't know if y'all noticed he was Charles Manson and not one but two. Um, he was in <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he was also in Mindhunter as Charles Manson. No way. Wow. That's oh, wow. weird. I know, right? Damn. I was like, where do I recognize that guy from? In a, a YouTube video that I was watching pointed it out. Oh, but I also wow, that's why um, he looked familiar. I kept thinking he looked like Michael Rooker, but now I get it. Now I now I see exactly mm -hmm. now I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. I uh, I, I had to be told. Um I saw also, Ned Stark in this guy. Just really, like his look. Yeah. Man. Yeah, a little um, bit. Funny that you mentioned that though, because um, I I looked on the all the IMDb. Claire, she played a Stark in Game of Thrones, but she was only in like two years worth of it, so I'm sure she wasn't on really? very. She was who plays yeah, Charles Manson? Um, Ruse. Ruse. The, the the second. Oh shit! Rage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, she plays some. She it's a, it starts with an L, an L name, and she's a Stark. Is a Claire. See, yeah. I, I see. I don't I don't think I would like her to just have like a life of her own after this, because it's because then it kind of bothers me that like, well, the so the brown guy had to exact your revenge. You got the kind of the satisfaction of seeing Hawkins die, at least by somebody else's hands. And then Who you then dies. Kind of wash like, your hands of it and walk yeah. away from it. Like, like I don't Billy dies. And yeah, she like, tried to like stop that. him. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying like for an ending to be like, oh, well, now she gets to remarry and have a for that to, like, I don't think that's yeah. right. You know what I mean? For that to be the way things right. shake it out. feels more like poignant for her to be like put back into prison or I don't know, or just be on the run still and try and make a life that way. I right. like the I like the ambiguous ending. I like the fact that it ends on this this brightness, you know, because we have talked about like throughout this movie that there's a lot of bleakness. There's a lot of darkness. You know, the way Jennifer shot this movie mm -hmm. was very dark. 
but I mean, it was just, it was so bright. It was so like beautiful. <laughs> it was, it was heartbreaking, heartbreakingly beautiful the yeah. way this movie ended. That, that's the only the... shot in the movie with warm colors or bright Correct. light of any sort. Any orangey yeah. or sort of like. I, I mean, and, and you see again, the sky several times too. There's a lot of. Pan ups that when we see birds like going by, yeah, blackbird, yeah. and, and it's always gray. This guy, and it, and, and it's moon. It's yeah. it's not a lot of sunshine. Um, the the you know the the freaking set itself was beautiful because it was like these big tropical trees, and you got those greens. But like the way this was shot, and the waves crashing in, mm. and it was just like like they were both singing and just. Kind of I was just own. thinking the 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 breath too. I, at first, I attributed it that it was hers, right? But what if it's both? Right? She's taking a breath, but like he's also exhaling maybe his last breath because we don't actually see his death. We no, just right. assume again he's going to die probably from his wounds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so maybe he's taking his last breath. She's sort of exhaling a new breath of a. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Something. That's that's yeah. an interesting um, idea. I like of like being done with it maybe. I like to think that she had a, a somewhat happier ending than I think maybe you guys are more, more like willing to let on, I guess, but that's all y'all know me. I, that's just how I prefer to, to look out on, on things like that. So I, I, and I mean, even if she just, you know, becomes a woman of the forest, I, I wouldn't necessarily say she's mastered this awful forest, but she's definitely uh. not a fish out of water anymore. Like she, I think she's more comfortable in the woods. She's spent, mm -hmm so much of her time there she can comfortably sleep on a tree <laughs> i guess well, logan I I, logan the one thing i loved was is that like when she was alone she found the blackbird and it it, it just kind of guided, guided her. her yeah so I, like, I mean what if she takes back billy's body i know well, his people are gone i was gonna say what and like they take no her one out. she lives yeah. with the aborigines yeah there's nobody the, well, the fact of the matter is, I like I would also love to believe that she becomes like a woman of the woods, you know. Yeah, I love I, that. Like, she becomes a witch. Get it, get it, girl. But um, I don't think that's realistic, considering that she is of like a a subclass, mm -hmm. you know, as like an Irish convict and a woman. All of those, she basically has those three strikes against her, and pretty much anybody that she, I mean, she, how many times in the movie does she say, "I can't be out here by myself. I can't be here alone. Like I need you." But she, you know, to Billy. Um, you know, pretty much anybody that she meets is going to be a danger to her. Mm. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the life that she's going to have. Well, Billy, Billy kills a wallaby in the movie, which would suck. That was I sad. Mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for but food. he, he, he was like, but he like respect. Yeah. Hey, he was, like, I, that, that, that was, yeah, that's my point. Like though, gratitude. Like he, he did it for nourishment and, right. and it's like, okay. Listen, you're wild. My instincts are to keep mm. myself fed, you know? Yeah. What do and you guys take of that one moment? They came across that farmland and they got supplies and the family was like killed in their sleep. Oh, I think it was a soldier. just like a random yeah. moment. Like, I, I thought it was the soldiers. <laughs> yeah, I thought the soldiers, yeah. soldiers like, killed them. them. Yeah. I, it could have been I mean, Aboriginal. They, they fucking wreaked havoc they everywhere. Claimed, you know, just the attacked. I think they blamed the Aborigines, and that's why they were hanging there in that tree. Was, and the burning house, I thought that was the soldiers initially, but the lady specifically says that it was the... Did she say it was the, the Blacks, quote-unquote? A lot of stuff was still there. It wasn't like their stuff was like taken. It was like they were just killing she, the queen. I just remember they turned dead. around... In my head, I was like, oh my god, like that was that was the soldiers, like because they're, mm. they're on their tracks. And like, so that's... 
I but like whenever I, I don't saw know if that, it was even connected to the soldiers. I think it could have just been like it could have been other soldiers or just the fact yeah. that like this whole area is just like random acts of violence are happening and rape is just a, an abundance of rape, like an overabundance of it. Yeah. And then <laughs> okay. Billy was ready to turn around and steal from the menu. <laughs> yeah. Because that right after they passed there, he was like, I'm hungry. She's like, well, our food's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah fell oh, it must have fallen off. Oh. All right. All right. You guys All not right. ready to wrap this one up and give our review? Ready. Ready. All right. Um, Hydra Berg. Whoa. We got some fireworks here on your background. Zoom what happened? Is so weird now. She had fireworks. Thumbs up and then. Yep. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't get those. Do I not have that option on? Hey. I don't come know. On, I want we look so don't stupid right them. now. This is great podcasting. I look like an old person trying VR for the first time. <laughs> Good thing we're not on video right now. I know. God. Yeah, yeah. We're all trying to make stuff happen on our Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, Hydraberg, this was your pick. Why yeah. don't you go first with your review, sir? Sure. Uh, so th this is a gorgeous film. Um, I love the locale. I, I thought it was a great setting. Um, I, very practical. Looked like all of it really filmed on set. I mean, on the location. I appreciated that. Um, I think our cast all delivered really well. They were all delivering. Um, Ailing, uh, what's her name? Ailing? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you're muted. Asling? 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 Yeah, it's a different name. Um, Asling, I thought especially was really good. Um, just great acting all around. I really like Billy's acting as well. The the character just I really enjoyed. I thought if you had done this film without him, it would have been a different movie. It would have been very similar to a lot of other rape revenge films. And um, I do like that this film kind of stands alone. A, a little it takes a little bit of that um you know that subgenre but it does something a little differently too uh with the character development and the arc of the character and i appreciate that i quite enjoyed the relationship that grew between billy and claire and i um it felt believable enough you know it never felt forced there was a moment with the hand holding and that was as far as it went and i'm glad that's you know and then like yeah he took upon himself to like exact revenge for her in a sense but it's also for himself as well um, so it's like symbolic of, you know, that's why he got into his like people's war mode when he went to go do it, too. It's like he was getting one for his people. Um, I don't know. I like the premise, too. Like I said, just this rape revenge style. But it gives our protagonist like a companion, too. I've never seen that, really, that I'm aware of. Um, someone to struggle with uh, trusting as well. Uh, it's like a complex relationship that they have. And you get to see it grow over the course of the film. And I thought that was good. It's different. Mm, I, the premise of the film is pretty good. Uh, great directing. Uh, some great shots, Johnny said. Even though it's a dull, muted film with like uh, muted tones, like grays and stuff. Still some fantastic just cinematography. Um, really good outdoors stuff going on. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and overall, like the whole cast, just good acting. It, Hawkins, I hated him. Hated him. But the guy did a great job playing him. Uh, just to get on some cons, this is a tough watch. It's the, the replay value is extremely low. I'm not going to watch this ever again. Um, you know, but I would recommend it to certain people for certain times of, you know, uh, if you're in the mood or if you're like, Hey, I watched the Babadook and I want to see what else you made, then I would say, check it out. But I would also give all the warnings that we gave everybody today. Um, mm -hmm. the use of rape does feel somewhat gratuitous a little bit. Uh, there's just a lot of rape scenes. And although I think they're all impactful, I think that they make it. A really tough to watch. I don't know. It's tough to say that this, like this much rape in a short time, I said in a time span, feels a little excessive realistically. But then 
like I said, also, I think, you know, men just think with their dicks, especially back then. Um, and they could do what they wanted to based on those urges. So uh, maybe that is just how life was for a lot of times. And that sucks. I'm glad that we've come a little bit further, at least. <laughs> and I never felt like, oh, bad on you for being a man. for watching this film like men like just mankind in general like we have you know there's some devious sides to us um our human nature um and i like that this film plays on that it doesn't like shy away from any of that shit um yeah i don't know i, I just like i like i said i think that first rape scene could have been cut um it didn't really do as much i think the the second rape scene just hit as as far as a rape scene needed to hit that, that one hit the most I th the film's a little long it feels it Um, it's got moments of bloat. It feels a little bit here and there. Uh, it could have been trimmed. There's moments of the film I would wish I had more of. Like I like the, I like the journey, um, of them. I like. I wish I got more, a little bit more of the adventure between her and Billy as they gave chase to these soldiers. Like, give me a little bit more of that. Um, because I kind of like that moment of them, uh, you know, giving chase to these guys and the and the soldiers sort of being out of place too, like without their guide at one moment. Um, speaking to. The the there's some choppy editing at times. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but there's a couple of moments where it's a little jarring. And I don't know if it's meant to just show her like she's a little bit out of it because there's moments where she's like faintish a lot and she like sits down or takes a moment because she's just exhausted. Um, so I get that. Maybe it's just trying to convey that through editing. Um, I'm not crazy about the black guy saving the day for the white woman uh, being killed for it. It's a little tropey, but I, I get it, too, because it does. He got it's cathartic for him. Um, I don't know. They, they sacrificed the brown guy to propel the white one at the very end. Seems a little bit like eh, it's not the it's not the ending I necessarily wanted for her at first. To be honest, it was a little hard to stomach right away. Uh, now that we're talking about it, though, I feel a little bit better with it as an ending. Um, I just I don't know. I was all like, I just didn't like the fact that a man did something for her. like I was just like I wanted to see her kill Hawkins, even as horrible or like even if she didn't get any gratification out of it or nothing at all. I still just almost wanted to see her hands being the one that. did the did the deed but i get it um this film has a dynamic with both these characters where they're interweave between each other so i think it's cool kind of too to have this ending where he does something at the end and uh yeah so i, I you know it's not a huge thing i just i, I didn't love the ending though I, i'm a little i'm on the fence about the ending of the the moment of ambiguity it's it's it, i like it and there's that moment where jacqueline i want to know what happens after i just need a little bit give, give me a little bit more Uh, I don't know. I'm conflicted here. I've been a little bit up and down. With that said, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give the Nightingale. I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Um, Blackbirds. I think it's got room to grow, but like I said, I don't think I ever want to watch it again, though. Too. Maybe if I heard some other discussions on it. Um, I'd like to hear what one of the ladies thinks on their reviews. Uh, Jacqueline, I'll, would you like? To I, go I, in, um, I want both to go. Logan, first, would you like to go? I'll go last. Yeah, I'll let Logan go since she's our guest. Yeah. Um. So as Hydroberger already kind of mentioned, this movie was like the biggest knock on this movie for me is that it was really long. Um, like she kills Jago and I paused it because the bear was asking to go outside. And I realized I saw an hour and 15 minutes left in the movie. I thought I was working up to a climax. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so it, it's really, really long. And I, I do feel like there are various parts that could have been edited out. Um, also, slightly piggybacking off of Hydraberg, I do feel like the amount of rape scenes in this movie is a little excessive. Do I think that that's offensive? I wouldn't necessarily say no, but 
I definitely do think that the movie wouldn't have suffered if they had taken one or two of those out. Um, and that's just my personal opinion on it. But um, yeah, but other than that, though, I really appreciated the movie as, um, you know, like I already kind of mentioned, like the just the Irish aspect of it. I always can appreciate seeing, you know, the Irish represented um, by distant families from Ireland. So um, I I take it. Um, but also uh, the the singing aspect, I really appreciated in like her um you know the way that she the way that her singing is used like for the storytelling um i didn't i did not realize that i would appreciate the aspect of her not being the person to kill them the the two the two rapists at the end of the movie i, I didn't think that her not killing them was gonna be an aspect that i liked but the part that i liked is kind of like what we already talked about she had her monologue with with Hawkins. shoot what's his name um Hawkins. Hawkins. and like for me, that was enough. And honestly, like like Jacqueline had said, if her and Billy had just packed up and went home, I would have been very content with that ending. Um, so, you know, I, that's honestly a huge surprise to me is just the fact that like, you know, even though Hawkins and even Roos had like a little bit of an anticlimactic ending, that wasn't as much of a knock for me as I thought it would be. I did kind of comment on it mainly just because it was something I noticed. Um, but even if neither of them had died, honestly, I would have almost even preferred that Hawkins survived and him just have to like wallow in his embarrassment. And, and you know, us mediocre see the career. Yeah. And us see the fallout of, you know, him being embarrassed like that in front of his superiors, because something like that could be career ending for someone back in those mm -hmm. days. Um, so I was honestly here for that. I was like, yes, we're going to cancel him instead of killing him. Yo, yeah, it sort of is like the back in the day version of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, as I already kind of like it. Yeah. Anyway, so that being said, um, I like we are like I've already also kind of said this is a one and done for me. I'm very glad that I saw it, but I don't need to see it again. Um, I would probably recommend this to people who really like movies with all the caveats that we mentioned, all the trigger warnings and stuff. I still think that this is something I would recommend to someone if I would say like, look up, look up your triggers, I guess, beforehand and make sure that it's something that you can stomach. And if you can, then I'd recommend it, honestly. But um, that's only if you really enjoy a slow burn of a movie. Um, that being said, I think I'm going to give this 6.5 Blackbirds, right? We're doing Blackbirds. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can do that. I originally had it at Spears to the Heart, but then I was like, I oh, kind of like Blackbirds because I kind of like Billy. You know, we were talking about Billy. I was like, I'm going to give Billy a little nod with my, my <laughs> ending. Yeah. yeah. You can name it whatever that's you good. want. Though. I like when the guest does a little something different if you want. All right. Well, that's that's my number. Okay. <laughs> I like your review, though. That, that was uh, that was really good. You made a yeah. lot of good points for sure. Yeah, I agree. And you've shown a lot of growth too, uh, Logan, because this is a film that no, you wouldn't have ever even wanted to watch ever. Like no, <laughs> you know what I mean. The idea of having rape in a movie—we've had that talk. We talked about yeah, it we've had that talk. where you were like, "I don't think it should ever be in a film." I'm like, "Well, there's certain films yeah. where it does actually." You know, when it's—I don't know. And here we see it's yeah. done a little bit overboard uh, for us. Uh, we also <laughs> a little bit. Like... I'm never like, "Oh God!" It's it never. I don't hate it either. Like I, I, I don't want to get in the way of anybody else's review. I no, yeah. But there I, a moment? I... I'm just like, you could have kind of, you could have got rid of some of this, but. Yeah. Even just like the longevity of the scenes themselves. Anyway, yeah, but but yes, yeah, so no, I appreciate you saying that because that was one of the very first conversations I ever had in the Slack. I I remember I remember it like it was yesterday. I was like, "There's no reason for there to ever be rape in a movie ever." 
And like, while they're, while like personally um, from my watching experience, I do still sometimes in the moment wish it was um, implied the way that it is in like revenge. I keep bringing that movie up, but like that movie, like it's, it's just such like a, it's such a stomachable rape revenge movie because you don't fully see it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it gives you enough to motivate the character. Yeah. But it, it, but at the same time, you're like, I'm with her. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, no, I I appreciate you saying that. Um, It's definitely something that I can handle now. It's just, um, I I definitely still have to like space it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my review. (laughs) Jacqueline, what about you? All right. Well, to be honest, I hated this movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to start there. Okay. Um, I just, and, and again, it's not, I actually have very little criticism of the film itself. It's just that it hits all the emotional, like hot you spots like that I don't like being pressed. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's like everything that I like to avoid in a movie. There were so, no roaches. That's thank God. Um, yeah. yeah, thank God. If there had been a roach, I, I would not have even shown up tonight. I would have just been. What like, if a roach was raping somebody? Another roach. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I with wish that. people could see the faces <laughs> I've made. Oh my God. Logan, I need to take a screenshot. Of- <laughs> wow. <laughs> what if a roach? Yeah. Was- I'm just trying to combine a bunch of things that made you uncomfortable. What if a what if a roach killed another roach's babies? Oh my God. I just don't even know. <laughs> wow, anyway. Oh God. Complex anyway. <laughs> all right so i hated this movie but that doesn't mean the movie is bad okay so here are some things that are good uh as i said before i like being able to learn something about a time and place in history that i never knew much about so you know this kind of sent me down a rabbit hole i did some reading last night on tasmania and the, the black war that was going on that's what it's called um so it's you know it's it's nice when a film can take you to a world that was previously unknown right Mm -hmm. um it's an excellent critique of the barbarism of colonialism Mm. as i said before it's not a critique of men i feel like if you're thinking about this movie hastily you might be like okay it's another like men are evil movie but it's it's not it's about the the horrors of colonialism um i love the moment where she tells off um where she tells off hawkins in the in the tavern to me i i don't know maybe not everybody would feel this way but for me that was the most satisfying moment uh beautiful locations excellent acting performances and i have to admit it's a compelling story it is a compelling story now again emotionally while watching it though the story i can see objectively is compelling i could not wait for this to be over yeah. like i just did not want to watch any more like i was not I, mean, I feel I'm like the gonna... placement of the, the scene in question, too, just right at the beginning, just sets you off on that path right away, too. Well, like and again, it's it that, yeah, well, and it, it's also that I expected to be safe after that. And then I, yeah. and then I wasn't. And I just I'm like, oh, my mm. God, it's just like this. This movie is relentless. It's relentless is what it is. It's so, um, and it's made by a woman, too. And it's just relentless towards women. Um, yeah. You know, just to showcase, I guess, you know, the atrocities. But so I but it it is a compelling story. And I guess to an extent, I kind of wanted to know what was going to happen next. But honestly, I just I wanted to get out of there. Mm. So I'm I'm sorry. This this is I just did not enjoy watching this movie at all. Um, I appreciate that Claire and Billy come to understand each other more in the end. Uh, it's not to say that like you know all of their prejudices have died away, but they've come a long way, and I appreciate that. Um, so things that are bad. Let me. <laughs> Let me 
let me give you a rundown. And this is this is not things that are bad about the movie, but things that you didn't just like. a no. Here's just a little like quick overview, just like because it sounds so ridiculous when you start listing it all out. But here's like a quick overview of some of the terrible things that happen in the movie. Okay. Soldiers rape Claire twice and kill her husband and slam her baby against a wall. They take they rape her in front of her husband before in they kill her him. husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they taunt the husband about it. Mm-hmm. They take Lawana away from her little boy. And we have to watch him, you know, cry and scream with fear and 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 grief. They rape Lawana. They shoot Lawana just on the spur of the moment. They shoot Charlie on the spur of the moment. Hawkins shoots Eddie on the spur of the moment, a little boy. Uh, Claire gets shot. She gets grazed with a bullet on her arm. Uh, Billy gets shot. And then a group of aboriginals are murdered and then beheaded. So, I mean, it's just like... And Claire murders... Uh, what's it, Hugo? Claire murders... Mm-hmm. What's his name? Yeah, I mean, it, just, it just goes on. And this is like spread out over two hours. And it's just... Mm-hmm. It's just... Oh, and then the, the other dudes, uh, you know, people being hung. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah, prisoners right. being yeah. killed and shot, and then the hanging head from a tree. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, just, a lot. it's, ju- it's just a lot. So mm-hmm. th- those are those are things that happen in this movie. There's a sunrise at the end, though. That's pretty. You make cool. it to the end. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's one good thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so pretty good. So again, those are nice not cri- those are not criticisms of the movie because they're necessary to tell the story that she's trying to tell. Yeah, but they're and things I you no... don't enjoy. Yeah. Um. But. When it comes to actually criticizing the movie, I only have a couple of kind of nebulous things to approach, I guess. Um, I can't even like directly target them. It's more just like a nebulous kind of. Oh, oh, yeah. Feeling yeah. Too. So based on some reading that I was doing about Jennifer Kent and her idea behind this movie and the trivia and all this, you know, it, it's been explicitly said multiple times that she wanted to make a, a movie that told um a story about the horrors of colonialism, right? Like she has said that. And so one one thing that I question, I'm not going to call it a complaint, I'm going to call it a question, is like if you're going to say that you want to make a movie about the horrors of colonialism, then maybe the the racial violence against the Aboriginal people shouldn't be the secondary plot in yeah. the story. And- um, you know, Claire's story is really in the foreground, and that's fine. But I don't know. I just feel like maybe the 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 violence against the aboriginals should be taking the foreground. But then on the other hand, I kind of argued with myself and I said, well, but they colonized Ireland, too. And mm-hmm. Claire is part of an oppressed, like overtaken people. And she's a prisoner. You know, she's from an oppressed group. But still, Jennifer maybe... Kent's smart, too. She might know that it's more people might swallow the uh, the mixture of the. If it's just the uh, colonialism is yeah. bad, you know, they, some audiences yeah. aren't going to want to hear that message as much as like when they mix it in with. Yeah. Maybe it's like mixing the medicine in with yeah. the sugar, exactly. you know, like, yeah. you know, you're delivering the message, She's getting you, really you the message, send. but it's got to be diluted a little bit because she knows yep. she might not get the green light otherwise or something. Maybe people are more likely to watch a movie about an Irish woman going through mm-hmm. her travails. I don't know, but. She's got a great voice, um, that Irish gal, didn't she? It's a pity <laughs> about that racism, too. Yeah. You know, so they did. So they did colonize <laughs> Ireland and treat Irish people like dogs. But still, I do feel like the Aboriginal story takes a back seat here. But then again, maybe it works somewhat because an Irish woman in this time and place would have at least a little bit more agency than an a, a black Aboriginal man. Like in the, if there's a hierarchy here, which there is, 
you know, I think we see that she's maybe like one step above him within that social structure. Like she's able to sit at the table and she's able to like go into a building and speak to the the soldiers, you know, and he's not able to do those things. She's still kind of like spat upon metaphorically in a, you know, in a lot she's of the right shade, But then when they find out she's Irish, then it's like, oh, yeah. And so, you know, maybe that's maybe it works since she's able to do that. I don't know. But it's just it's just it's a question. It's a, it's a question more than a complaint is like, is this the right sort of orientation of the stories based on what like you said you wanted to make a movie about? You know what I mean? Like if she hadn't said that, I wouldn't question it. Um, it has brought some things to light for us, too, though. So if anything, it's, you know, that's true. Enlightened I mean, us on some things. It, it enlightened me. History. Yeah. And then the other question is just like uh, about the ending. I think it's I still think it's a tricky ending. And, you know, Logan, you were echoing something I said about, well, maybe if they had just turned and gone home after the tavern. But even I'm not right about that because yeah. because like I kind of said before, it's like, what are they going to do? They can't just go back and have a normal life. Like what is going home to them? It's going back to mm -hmm. like a work camp. Yeah. And so that's not like a happy ending either. So I don't I don't feel like I have a good grasp i i understand what the ending is but i i can't help but feel like something is amiss with the ending i you feel have no like... footing with the ending i feel like because you well, don't know where it's gonna go or like what's gonna happen yeah well and it's because i feel like jennifer kent is i feel like she is trying to communicate to us that this this one act of violent revenge that she takes on jago is empty mm -hmm. and is i think she is like discouraging us from that i think this movie is taking a stance against like violent revenge but then you know and then we have that cathartic moment where she tells him off and she kind of damages his career but then the other characters still get murdered by billy yeah, who's taking his revenge and so it's just a little hard for me to know what to do and then poor billy dies you know heidelberg you you said it like he steps in and yeah he's got his own reasons but he does step in and you know kind of exact revenge on these mm -hmm. two individuals yeah the who worst specifically the did something to her you know i know that he's got his vendetta against you know the the british colonists but like he specifically goes after these two mm -hmm. you got to think that it's on her behalf yeah and then he himself is the one that sacrificed for it so that bothers me and so in that context i just am not sure how to take that ending like you know, I feel like we're kind of supposed to be at peace at the end. Like, Billy's going to die, but they see the sunrise together. And who knows what's going to become of her. That's ambiguous. I kind of think the best possible ending there is, like, somehow the, the that, you know, band of weirdos or whatever catches up with her and her life ends there somehow i'm surprised they, they didn't end it with her getting raped in the with the sunrise or something like it would be great like one more time <laughs> i know i would just one for the road so, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly like, have oh. a good ride have a good drive home folks but it, it's yeah. so i just i don't know what to do with that ending i don't know how we're supposed to understand it in the context of her having like some agent her taking back some power after realizing that revenge is empty but then he kind of does it for her and mm. she doesn't feel any better. He gets after something it. out of it. You know, he, he feels does, alive but then again he in gets, the end. Yeah, but then he gets killed. I just don't yeah. know. But it's like, why is that what happens? Why does he feel better after it? If, I guess because I, of if, what's if, happening if, to if his Kent country is... and his people. So like he's in a like it, him taking the rage and using that to it's, it's like he's like, well, I want to take my rage and do something with it. And I don't have anything anymore. I have no people to go back to. And, and like, I know you don't want to get your revenge anymore, but I want to give it to you. So like, I'm going to do that. 
And it's like gratifying for him as well as her in a sense. I, I don't know. Like I guess, but maybe I'm wrong about her, you know, trying to discourage maybe like a, you know, violence and vengeance. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about yeah, that. Maybe. But if I'm right about that, then I don't really understand his, his arc there. So I don't know. I find the ending to be a little bit like, it doesn't sit right with me for some reason. You want to have something to talk about too, though. At least I can think about that. That's interesting, at least. So in the she end, did it for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. Thank you, <laughs> Jennifer. So in the end, I got to say, like this is a good film, and I can't deny it that I, I really don't ever want to watch it again. It was not an enjoyable experience. I guess, like I would recommend it to people who are really not bothered by the things, you know, the terrible things that are in this. And there are some folks that you know it just doesn't bother them, and that's fine. Um. So if if that's if that's okay with you if like you know it doesn't upset you too much then yeah it's a it's a good film so I don't know I, I I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten blackbirds wow it's a good film I just hated yeah. it yeah. <laughs> so no uh, no offense to Jennifer Kent it's it's not it's not the movie it's me it's not you it's me Nightingale yeah. well you still gave it a stellar rating yeah you did yeah, but you did. I, well I just I Harder feel bad for saying. <laughs> well, I feel bad for saying that I hate it, but it's the truth. I do. So, John. <laughs> yes. Give us your review and rating, sir. Uh, I'm going to say this movie is about colonialism, uh, about racism. Mm -hmm. um, there are little things in the movie that you kind of notice that with the family that gets to live. I And it's not fantastic, but they get to live in a shack. However, Billy has to live in a tent and i think that billy has gone through so much more than claire has <laughs> you know claire mm. is claire has gone through rape and everything else and i'm not saying that any anything's worse however billy the symbolism kinda, of what's happening to billy and his people yeah sounds like overall that's worse it, in it's a sense of it's it just everybody. seems like like a larger his, scale what he re his, represents his country yeah and his his land you know there was a, like one scene where he's just like this is my country this is my land uh -huh. and you've taken over when he and breaks down the table which i think is symbolic because um, he's almost like i shouldn't have to really be asked to join at the table not, right like, not to say what claire went through was bad at all, or, or wasn't bad i mean it was terrible like everything she went through was awful never should have gone through that however billy like he he went through a genocide hmm. i see yeah. what you're right. saying but i also think that claire's character I, i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but i Go ahead. I, I feel Go like ahead. claire's character is also representative of wide-scale atrocities as well it's yeah, not an isolated i I, I totally agree I think however it's reflective of a of a of a real um you know thing that happened as well Shh. but we don't, i don't think we need to compare that I, I like that it's about both of them you know that's why i, I, I agree and and the thing is is that 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 what claire went through is the worst thing you could ever go through i think what billy went through i mean if we're going to compare it to america to australia or uh uh tasmania that it's like there's a lot of symbol. Uh, these people went through a genocide. His entire family was wiped out. Did Claire go through that? I mean, we don't know. Maybe. I mean, where she came from. But we know, we know that Billy did. What happened? Right. To her. Basically, anybody. Um, there we know her taken. mother's dead, and her her father was an alcoholic, and 
I don't know, died or something. I mean, she look, apples and oranges or something. Well, she and she's been removed from her homeland. I don't, I don't know I that we need to compare. I think the point is, I think the point is that like all of it is bad, and it's yeah. all in no, the hands of the British. Uh, like, <laughs> agreed. I agree a hundred percent. Thing is, is that like, like to me, it was just what Jennifer Kent did with this movie was the right balance of like, oh my god, you're lower than us. Uh, oh my god, we're gonna colonize you and and make you lower than us right i mean like like for me it's like this movie just said so much it sucks to watch <laughs> i would not recommend it um i'm i'm gonna make it really quick i'm gonna go 7.5 out of 10 blackbirds hmm. you guys are surprised me a little bit i didn't think 7.5 i didn't think i'd be as lower I didn't I realize I was going to be the lowest one either. Yeah. I didn't think I, I almost know feel like should I go seven point five a little bit because it. I don't know. It's like because it is a good film. It's like well made. It, there are some does, things too that bother me. Yeah, this movie does not suck. I, I mean, full, like like yeah. for me, you guys are talking Points about off, that. Man. It's like two hours and fifteen minutes. I mean, it's to me, to say, I, yeah. it, it, it it's was a nine, like, and it, then I can't tell you like don't ever watch it again too. You know what I mean? It's tough to say that. I I don't want to watch it again. I really don't. I I don't want to like sit there and like go through this movie again just because it brings back there are films that are rough that i know that i just need time yeah in between watches you know yeah. several years or something mm -hmm. like that and i can rewatch it again but then there's some movies that are just like okay i'm like i can't rewatch i don't want to read that watch that again unless if well, I podcast i'm on or something you know what i mean i finally watched the serbian film and then i go okay this is more cinematic yeah i've seen that this 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 movie felt like real it just felt like, yeah. like, like, you know, it was like history for us. You well, know, the stuff that's happening in this film has something to say too. There's something behind absolutely the violence and the the gore, the imagery. You know what I mean? I mean it, you need to watch movies like this to kind of understand what's going on. You know, it's like like watching the movie um, Glory or something like mm -hmm. that. I like that you we know, run the gamut here. Yeah, I mean, point five, what, seven, seven point five, eight. But you also watch movies like that where you just kind of like understand that it's like, hey, don't shy away from this. But it is very, very hard to watch. Agreed. Well, uh, okay. So we've got, you know, we're all in the same neighborhood. We're not yeah. you know, so far apart, but uh, I am a little surprised by some of these. But um, I've actually kind of woven most of my trivia in throughout yeah. the discussion and anything yeah. I didn't say is less interesting than what we've already said. So sure. I think we can just kind of skip the the remaining trivia. Was that a Cabbage oh. Patch kit at the end? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. her name was Genevieve Louise. There were two people that played the <laughs> baby I saw. They were related. Oh, really? Yeah, the um, names of the actors were the same. So I don't know if they just uh, had to like swap out the baby in a moment. So for child actor for child roles, especially babies, so that yeah, so they'll often look for twins. Yeah, yeah. Maya and so Addison. They'll look the Christy, same, but they the same name because they can only mm -hmm. you know work for X amount of time. Baby so Bridget. that's it for the Nightingale. Thank God. I really don't want to like think or talk about this movie. Me either. I'm sorry, you. guys. No, I felt bad like fault. they were closing out Women in Horror Month, but I mean, still, this is a powerful <laughs> film. Of, you know, it, it, you know. It's I, okay. I don't know. I, I'm still uh, okay I mean, with the pick based on. Theme, like, yeah, but we love Logan for coming on, by the way. Yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. You made me feel Thank better you. about it, Logan. Thank you guys very <laughs> there much. Some for jokes. Me. Always, always a pleasure having having conversations with you guys, uh, on mm. here and in the Slack and elsewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. 
Uh, so that is it for our Women in Horror Month. It's been a good February, you guys. Did you have oh, a favorite? Fantastic. Did you have a favorite this month? Carrie was great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Stepford Wives because that was Same. new to me. And yeah. I just enjoyed, I don't know, I think it was a great conversation with Nicole. Um, I Carrie liked was great it. too because it was just like a hump that we got over uh, of like, yeah. we did a classic and I, th- I, I feel like personally, I think we did it right. So I enjoyed Birth Rebirth, but I, I got got to agree with Heidelberg. This Stepford Weiss was like like that kind of hidden gem that I had never seen before. So Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I uh I actually think our Carrie episode was like one of our best episodes ever. I was I listened back to that one. I don't always listen back, but I listened back to Carrie. I, like, I don't know if it's us or Caitlin. You know what I mean? I know. I think it might be Caitlin. I'm going yeah. no. <laughs> Oh no. Whatever. We're not that good. Uh, you know what? I chose her as a guest, though. So you know, you know, I count like, for we chose her. To, yeah, we we know. Yeah, we're we're smart there. enough to know who to, yeah, know who to, to invite on together. to elevate us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're like Hawkins in a sense. I know how to get higher <laughs> up in the career. I, no, I, without I, the I, rape. Without the I, rape. I refute childhood. that. I reject that premise. No, 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 no. Too soon. Too soon. I'm gonna reject that. But guess what? Oh God. But guess what, guys? Yeah. We have another theme month next month. We do. Yeah. So next month we're it's another Hydroberg theme month. So be careful. Hydro- Hydroberg is going wild with the themes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. The Happy uh, Trail month. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> Where did that come from, Lordy? I was just thinking another different hair thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay what? please go please go online and search for that and let us know what you come up with yeah no next month is gonna be march madness so all of our film picks will have something to do with insanity madness mm-hmm. all that inspired by the ncaa right i believe uh, i was gonna say sports they do march madness yeah. <laughs> yes clearly so i was like what if we did that for like a theme that'd be great that's cool that's awesome Mm-hmm. So next week it's John's pick, and John, what mm-hmm. have you chosen for us for next week? Well, I was thinking um, since we're doing March Madness, we got to do like serial psycho killers. We're gonna psycho do killer. from 2000, 2012 Maniac <laughs> with Elijah Wood, the remake. We're doing Ooh, that. Nice. I'm very seen excited it. about this. Oh, you haven't? No, I've seen the original. Oh, okay. We have a guest. It's confirmed, by the way. Oh, we do. Oh, okay. oh good. Yeah. Okay. Should we say it now? Yeah, Secret. sure. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. No, we can we can say it. She, it's confirmed. Uh, Hannah from uh, Cinema Slab is going to be joining us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. First and she's time seen the solo. original. She's never seen this one either. Oh, so. Another newbie. All right. Uh, so, and she likes right. the original. my besties. Oh yeah, yeah. You've been working with them a lot. I've I've been. Yeah, oh, yeah. By the way, I've been really enjoyed the. Uh, I've told you before, but I'll tell you on the air the True Detective episodes. On thank um, you. Uh, Cinema Slab. They've been excellent. I was very, very happy that they invited me on um, for that. That was great. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Cinema Slab, they are like, they're like my podcasting besties because we're always helping each other out. Not that you guys aren't great friends either, but thank you. Cinema, Cinema Slab, like we're on each other's show like every other week, <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> which is great. Hey, hey, Logan, real quick, is it confirmation that they did sign on for a season five for that? Yeah, True that's all confirmed. Yes. Um, Issa Lopez is attached to all that. Issa Lopez, yeah, Issa she fan. she's coming back. Um, our friend G Baby played a horrible prank on us oh, <laughs> in yeah. the Slack. That was did you see that Hydroberg? I did. Um he he made he sent us a joke tweet that basically said that the fifth season was gonna follow a character from season two. 
And a lot of us were like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, nope. Issa confirmed it. And we were like, shit. And he was like, haha, kidding. He forgot to tell you he was kidding for a while. Yeah, yeah he no. forgot. He like <laughs> went away and did something yeah. and then came back. He's like, he oh, let shit, us I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, he stirred up some shit. All right, so everybody go watch uh, Maniac from 2012. This is the remake with Elijah Wood. We are not talking about the original next week. Hopefully someday, but not next week. Mm. Go watch the 2012 version. In the meantime, Mm. if you'd like to email us any thoughts, if you want to tell us your interpretation of the ending or tell us how much you hated this movie, whatever, it's a cutabovehorrorreview at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X at cutabovehorror. You can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. And Logan, once again, where can they find you? Um, yeah, we're on Twitter at Gulishuni and Instagram at Ghoulish University. Uh, if you would like to email me for whatever reason, uh, you can email us at ghoulishuniversity at gmail.com. Um, and that's about it for us. Absolutely. And make sure that you give those uh, five star ratings to Ghoulish University and a cut above wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you guys so much. Follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon for review. Awesome. Well, it's been a great women in horror month again, you guys. It's our third one. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to our new theme for next month. So I will see you fellas back here next week to talk about maniac. You maniacs. (laughs) And keep it creepy. (laughs) 